will never conquer anything. And who's going to stop us? I am... General <laughs> Enterprise, permission to depart granted. There is a malfunction. I'm attempting to repair it. That is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard, and I resent the implication. Pure energy. Energize. Worked so far, but we're not out yet. I've never felt anything quite like this before. I want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> there are some things you can't hide. I want to know what you're feeling. Surprise to Captain Kirk. Come in, Captain. Perhaps you should deactivate your emotion chip for now. Computer pause. So, computer has been damaged. Do you require assistance? You humans claim to be enlightened. I see you never learned to type. Data, I'm only going to tell you this just once. It never happened. Error. Error. Examine. I do not play with you. We have reached the coordinates, Captain. All I can say is. Wow! Power down and disengage. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about? Well, uh, as we as we head towards the end of our show, we are breaking out the serious big gun of best Star Trek character. Uh, and because this is a big gun, we've got a big panel. And who's on that panel tonight, Damon? Well, we've got Paul Finch. Hello, Damon. Hello, Mike. Hello, Geek Fighters. We've got Christy Woke. Hello. Mr. John Champion. Thrilled beyond belief to be here, Damon. Thank you. Yussie Block. I'm I'm Yussie Block. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yussie, are you there? Did he drop off? Well, I don't know. Well, I guess we're going to have to add him again. But we've got also Terrace Cassidy. Hello, hello, Geek Fights. Alan Beep. Space Latinas got that dirty pussy. Ah, uh, that's that's the way to start this one. <laughs> um, And uh, the Chris Mitchell. A double dumbass on you. <laughs> yes, a double dumbass on you. Uh, are you. Are you trying to get Yassi back? Yep. Is he back? It's got to be in the intro. It's just saying connecting. Yeah, this is going to be in the intro. This is how we roll now. We don't edit shit anymore. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty uh, pretty much everything. Let's see. While we're, while we're waiting for uh, Yussi to join us, uh, how do the fights work, Mike? Well, uh, we've got 32 Star Trek characters uh, from all kinds of Star Trek. Uh, the TV shows. Uh, we've got... Uh, even someone from one of the books. I don't know. Is there anybody from just the animated series on here? I, I can't quite remember. But in any event, any Star Trek character is up for grabs. Uh, these are 32 chosen by our panelists and by Geek Fight staff. We put them into tournament-style brackets. Uh, we will each make arguments, although not every one of us is going to talk today. Uh, we'll vote on it, and the winner moves on. This keeps going until someone is crowned the best Star Trek character. Uh, as always, uh, this is really kind of arbitrary. What? Do, how do you define best? How do you define character? Hey, what the hell? We're open to lots of different interpretations here, but uh, that's what we call geek logic. And uh, good geek logic can sway people's votes. And I have a feeling there's going to be some swaying going on in this show. So use your argument wisely. My my balls are already swaying. Did we get Yussie back? Doesn't look like it. 
Oh man. Oh. It's all right. He'll he'll eventually join us. Uh first fight. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go. It's uh Zar from Yesterday's Son, which is a book, versus seven to nine. Voting for seven to nine because it's seven to nine, one of the uh best characters on uh Voyager. Mike? Uh, I will go for seven of nine. Uh, I actually did read Yars from yesterday. So I, is Yossi back? Yes. Okay. Why don't Sorry. why don't we restart that? <laughs> we don't have I'm to restart it much, back. other than you saying hello. Say hello, Yossi. Hi. See, there we go. <laughs> I already voted for seven nine. Uh, Shalom, Yossi. Yeah, I, I read yesterday's son. It was actually a very entertaining book, but I remember nothing about it. Um. And I remember two things about Seven of Nine. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Paul? Well, for me, Seven of Nine, Nine kind of transformed me from a young man with a basic interest in moving into a masturbation furnace. So it has to be Seven of Nine. Uh, vote for I seven think it's the first time the phrase <laughs> masturbation furnace has been used on our show. It's pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> Christy? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, being a girl, I have no idea what a masturbation furnace is, but the term makes me laugh. Um, of the two, I didn't get a chance to... <laughs> I, <laughs> You're going to find out, lady. Shut up! Okay, I didn't get a chance to read the book. I know Zara's Fox son. That's about all I got. Um, seven of Nine isn't just Seven of Boobs. You know, she has her own story. Like, can the Borg be rehabilitated? Can they become who they were? It was an interesting thought, and I will vote for Seven of Nine. Mr. John Champion. Um, Since we know the way this fight is going, I'm just going to say I don't know from Czar, don't care from Czar. Um, I put Seven of Nine on this list because it is one of the great Star Trek characters of all time, and uh, I'll save my more heated defense for the next round. Seven of Nine now has five. Got nine people on the episode. Uh, does anybody else want to say something in favor of Czar? Yussi? Well, I, I just want to explain uh, why I put him on the list because for me, that was my first adult novel. In other words, you know, not YA, not for kids, just a regular novel. It happened to be this Star Trek novel, which introduced me to this great character, you know, based on the penultimate episode of uh, the original series. You know, what if Spock in that Ice Age, uh, you know, uh, planet with that cave woman actually got her pregnant. And so he's sort of here representing all those characters that, you know, come from books, comic books, video games, board games, etc. And, you know, I knew he didn't have much of a chance, but I still like him. Well, that was one vote for Czar, but I don't think anybody else is voting for Czar. So 7-9 is moving on through. We are on to our next fight. Terrace, this one is yours. It is Khan versus Shran. Well, I like Shran, but, I mean, Khan is... <laughs> the ultimate character how can you how can you fight against having such a great villain and uh i'd say on both uh both cons as a matter of fact and even the con in the uh books uh 
awesome character and I uh, love the new movie. So uh, going to go for Khan and of course the I mean that's the all time classic movie of all of all Star Trek movies, uh, Wrath of Khan. So Khan is the way. Uh, vote for Khan, Alan. Well, um, I do like Khan. The, the Ricardo Martavon is incredible, but the vote here is going to go for Shran. Now, all of us here are decent, and I'm and I'm going to talk a little bit about Shran. Um, all of us here are incredible, uh, are huge fans of Deep Space Nine, and Wayun is such a hardcore, much loved character. And when Enterprise came out, it would be incredibly difficult to believe that uh, anybody would like a character better than Wayun and Jeffrey Combs did pull it off of Shran. Although Khan's a big guy, the vote here is for Shran. A uh, vote for Shran. Chris? It, it, this is actually quite a tough one. Um, I like Shran. I think Shran is an, is an excellent thorn, well, an excellent jabbing archer in the ribs um, in, in Enterprise. And, and it's always a pleasure when he comes on screen. But I don't think he holds the same sort of gravity as Khan um, about his importance to Star Trek as a whole. Where, you know, uh, Khan is, 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 is pivotal in movies and in the TV show. And I think I will have to vote for Khan. Uh, vote oh. for Khan. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally voting for Shran. Uh, Khan has a total of, what, like five hours of screen time? And, and Shran, I think, has... A little bit more. I think he's like six or seven episodes. No, he's not that many episodes. He's only like three or four episodes, but he has that big of an impact because he's the only Andorian. He's it. Other Andorians are like walk-ons at best. Uh, yeah, I got to go with Shran. Mike? Uh, I will I will go with Khan. Um, oh. I enjoy uh, Shran quite a bit. And while Khan has not been on uh the screen that much his impact is is much broader uh you know he was in uh the the most recent movie uh he was in the tv show he was in wrath of khan but then you know khan's story in the story of the the genetics uh genetically altered characters the uh, the augments uh you know that reaches into deep space nine and into enterprise so he's really kind of carved a path through star trek history even into this new universe uh that really uh very, really, nobody other than just kind of the main crew has. So uh, I would say uh, it's going to have to be Khan. Uh, vote for Khan. Oh. oh, oh. Does anyone else have anything for Shran? Oh no, yes. it's not. It's, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. What's oh. the score so far? It, Come it's, on, three, it's, it's three to two. Uh, Paul. Well, with this one, I got to look at we would be the better house guest, and uh, <laughs> I would say Shran. If you had Shran yeah. in your house, you know, if you tried to buy him a pint, he would take it as a favor and he'd hunt you down across time just to buy you a pint back. Um, whereas Khan, you could bottle his blood and sell it as a cure for diabetes and become a millionaire. So, Khan. Mm. Oh, come on. Uh, vote for Khan. <laughs> well, uh, Christy. S- okay. Lots and lots and lots of legitimate things to say about Khan. Despite all the silly things we've said, um, without Shran, we really the dynamic of Shran between the Vulcans between um, Archer, it would have been very, very, very hard to have that first Federation. He is key 
in the First Federation. And I feel like, well, without Shran, who was the only one of the Andorians to actually have any trust in any any race outside of his own, um, there would be no Federation. So take that. Fuck yeah. Uh, vote for Shran, <laughs> Mr. John Champion. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to vote for Shran, and I think the... Um... You know, part of the, the difficulty with this whole episode of Geek Fights is that we're trying to determine, we're trying to make a distinction here. We're calling it best character, and we're trying to keep it straight in our minds. Are we voting for the character? Are we voting for the actor? Are we voting for the plot line in which that character plays a prominent role? Khan is a great villain. He is an awesome villain, even though I kind of cooled on him in uh, Into Darkness. But I think Shran, when you just take it as a character... Somebody who has an arc, somebody who's multifaceted, um, somebody who plays an integral part in in many many aspects of the uh, the episodes in which he appeared. Um, I, I you know it, it's a tough call, but I, I think I have to go for Shran on this one. Uh, vote for Shran, Yessi. Well, it's actually uh, ten episodes, which is more than ten percent of uh, Enterprise. That Shran is in. And, you know, I, I don't know what I would have thought before Into Darkness, but I sort of feel like with Shran, they did give a lot of thought for what the character meant in the universe. And at least our most recent incarnation of Khan, I, I feel like they just took the name and, you know, didn't really think about the connection to the character they were putting on the screen or what it would you know, what effect it would have on the universe. So I'm going with Shran too. God bless you, sir. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and Shran is yes. into the next round. God damn it. Really? Yes. Yeah, that, that Wrath of Shran movie was great. It was. <laughs> hey, we haven't, even be, we haven't even brought up Jeffrey Combs yet, so. Well, Alan did while he was talking a lot. I was but, listening to Alan. <laughs> we're on to our next fight. Uh, Paris, this one is yours again. It is Sulu versus Trip Tucker. Mine again. Wow. I feel incredibly special today. Um, first of all, uh, Sulu has a sword. Several different swords. You gotta love that. And uh, he has, in uh, some of the co- comics, said, oh my. And uh, that's gotta give it to him right there. Uh, vote for Sulu. <laughs> Alan, you don't have to keep texting me saying I'm voting on this one. You, you, the order goes the way the order goes. I thought I, we were. I thought we were going to try to stay out of the fights. Yeah, we're not skipping around. This oh, one okay. is. Uh, go ahead, Alan. It, it, uh, uh, he voted for Sulu. What are you voting for? I'm going to vote for Sulu. But the thing to remember about Trip Tucker, and I said this to Jared. A while back, I think it was actually the Geek Fights pre Into Darkness special. I was looking forward more to the Blu ray release of Enterprise than I was the new Star Trek uh, Into Darkness movie. And you know what? I was fucking right. Um, Sula's great. He's a great personal dude. I fully hung out with his husband. Totally fucking nice guy. But the great thing about Trip, if you think about Trip Tucker, if you guys have not watched Enterprise, you really need to watch Enterprise. But Trip, is a complete and total everyman, nice guy, great, great character. And everybody I've talked to that has run into him personally, the actor, 
has said the guy's incredibly cool. I, I just wanted to throw a trip, a shout out. Um, the only thing that puts Sulu over him is the uh, pop culture uh, stature. I, I don't want to say iconic uh, of uh, George Takei. So it, it's Sulu, but man, it is right there. Uh, vote for Sulu, Chris. See, I uh, I think Trip's a good character. I think he's got wonderful uh, growth during the course of the series. Um, when he is trapped in a shuttle pod with uh, Malcolm is one of my favorite episodes of Enterprise. I think Trip has some great growth, learning about coping with these different species that he meets in space. But Sulu never got pregnant, so Sulu. Uh, vote for <laughs> Sulu. Uh, and because Sulu never got pregnant, I'm going to be voting for Trip Tucker because I love that episode. I, I, I think Trip Tucker, Connor Trenier, is a great character. Uh, I like him a lot. That's a uh, great he, fucking episode. He has way more to do than Sulu. Sulu is a background character on in, in the original series. Plain and simple. You just happen to know his name. Uh, Connor Trenier, Trip Tucker is a major cast member of Enterprise. Without him, the show don't go. So I'm I'm going to go with uh, Trip Tucker. Mike? Yeah, you pretty much said it. I mean, Sulu is a, a minor part of what is a is the most important Star Trek, which is the original series. I mean, I was saying best. I'm saying most important. Um, Trip is a major part of a considerably less important Star Trek um, in terms of just whether or not, you know, Star Trek would be anywhere. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, when William Shatner mentioned that he thought that uh, the, the character that, you know, Sulu and Uhura and, and Chekhov uh, were really just kind of background characters that, that kind of got inflated over the years because they made conventions appearances. And I, I completely agree. I don't think Sulu is really that important. I've never understood this fascination that people have with him. Uh, I have absolutely zero interest in seeing a Sulu as captain of the Excelsior uh, Star Trek in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Trip was a, was a very engaging character. Sulu was a minor character that got elevated by fans because, let's face it, because he was willing to do conventions. That has nothing to do with the character. That has to do with uh, George Takei, and he has some great funny Facebook stuff, but we're not voting for George Takei. We're voting for Sulu, and uh, I'm not voting for Sulu. Uh, vote for Trip Tucker. Paul Finch. Well, I think having an engineering savant is probably more useful than a fencing pilot. So Trip Tucker. Another vote for Trip Tucker. Christy. Who's beating I, off in the background? I was say, I love it. <laughs> Sorry, it's my. It's, it's, Somebody it's really my likes Sulu. Drinking. Takes all enough. I like hearing your dog drinking in the background. Keep going, Christy. Okay. So I'm voting for Trip Tucker for many reasons. Um, Sulu is cool, and I enjoy TOS more than any other Star Trek. But Trip Tucker is the chief engineer on a ship that's never been where it's going. It's the first ship. The NX-01 is the first ship going out, meeting aliens. Um, so much so new that they don't even have um, the um, oh, what's it called? You can't interfere with other planets. 
Prime Directive. They don't even have a Prime Directive. Like, none of that stuff exists. He's just, he's such a great engineer that, first of all, he's picked to go on this, on the NOX one, the NX01, and go out into nothing. They have no idea what's out there. Um, I think it's so important. And all the episodes that revolve, revolve around Trip seem to be really important ones. The one where he gets pregnant. The one where um, he takes under his wing the third gender um, and it eventually kills itself. And, like, that's just something to think about. Like, do we interfere with people or do we not interfere with people? Is this a matter of amnesty or is this not a matter of amnesty? Um, And then, not to mention that through Trip and to Paul, do we find that we can have little alien human babies? I think Trip has way more to offer than Sulu. The end. Uh, vote for Trip Tucker. Trip Tucker has enough votes to win. Uh, John, Yussi, are you guys going to try and sway people to Sulu? Uh, not I. No, I think everybody said it really well. I vote for Trip. Yussi, anything? I'll just make one point. We talked about Trip getting pregnant. Sulu got someone pregnant. Remember, his daughter is actually the helmsman of woman of the Enterprise C. And that, you know, he, he is the one who ends up being a captain. He is the one who ends up having a family, however that's possible, however the chronology works out. I don't know, but Sulu's awesome. That's all so I you, doesn't matter. So you're, you're basically saying that Sulu is a rapist. Anyway, anyway, let's let's just move on. <laughs> Sulu lost. Uh, Trip Tucker is moving on. We're on to our next fight. John, in, this one is Alan yours. living a normal life is being a rapist. <laughs> Don't we all know? Uh, John, this one is yours. It is Picard versus Quark. So this one's a little tougher than it kind of looks on the surface. You know, my gut reaction is to say Picard because that is such an integral part of not only next gen but but throughout the other series that came after um and picard goes through a lot of change um you can make this argument about the different picard that emerges after uh best of both worlds so um there's really a lot to be said about him and as far as starship captains go i think he was the uh the first in a line of more nuanced uh, fully realized characters that we got in Star Trek. Now, Quark, um, Quark has his own intricacies and is certainly uh, an entertaining character. And I would say that on the surface, you know, what you see is just sort of the the entertaining stuff that uh, that Ferengi do. Um, but there's more to it than that, and there's more to it that's brought out by the excellent performance of Armin Shimmerman. Um, but I, I have to go with my gut, and I really just think that Picard takes the day on this. Uh, vote for Picard. Yesy. Well, I think when we look at uh, each as, you know, in the ensemble, you, you, you actually have sort of an even battle. I think that, you know, Picard's even keel and his, um, you know, calm demeanor and, and his just strong uh, moral character is as essential to TNG as Quark's slyness and craftiness and, and egotism 
you know, with a touch of, uh, you know, heart for others is for uh, DS9. But then think about the individual episodes. The, the, the Picard-centric episodes are Darmok and Inner Light and Chains of Command. And the Quark-centric episodes are Stutenanigans. They're, you know, a lot of profit and lace and, and just bad Ferengi episodes. Ooh. And that's what Picard <laughs> wins it for me. Another vote for Picard. Uh, Terrace. This this one's a little bit difficult. I've actually just started watching uh, DS9 again, and I'm in the second season. And I actually am amazed at how big of a role Quark plays in the the episodes and, and uh, how important he is to DS9. I think he adds, uh, I think someone said, a lot of jocularness, and, but he also adds a lot of depth to uh, the growth of other characters. So I, it's it's really hard for me. Um, on the other hand, Picard, he's got huge development as a character throughout the whole series, and, and we know a lot about Picard. So I have a difficulty with this one, but it really comes down to that uh, baldness is much more sexy than ears, so uh, big ears. So uh, baldness wins the day on this one. Uh, they're they're both bald. A vote oh. for Picard, uh, Alan. This is not easy. Uh, you know, Picard, an easy pick. I mean, if you're going to look at this, if you're looking going to look at this bracket, you know, best best Star Trek character. Oh, okay, well, it's going to come down to Picard or uh, Shatner um, or Kirk. Maybe maybe Spock will be in there. But you know what? I watch a lot of goddamn Star Trek. A lot. And nothing makes me more happy is watching a quark scene. And nothing is more annoying than being preached at by Picard. The only fucking redeeming fact or only redeeming thing about Picard is um, when um, Patrick Stewart did the uh, that series extras and made fun of himself. But you know what? As far as actors, day one. The season premiere of Deep Space Nine, Armin Shimmerman had Quark nailed down. I love that fucking character. The the choice here is is Quark, guys. Uh, vote for Quark, uh, Chris. I, I I'm swaying towards Quark as well. Um, Picard is is a is a great character, um, and he has some of the most important things to Star Trek as a franchise to do in in the in the TNG series um his his development and his growth uh, some of the episodes he's been in like you know the inner light is is a standout episode but quark is the soul of deep space 9 and deep space 9 is my is my favorite series and without quark in there in the heart of the of the station i don't think it's going to be anywhere near as good a show as it is so i will go with quark uh, vote for Quark. Ah, this is, yeah. This is, this is actually making it because you know I put Picard on the list, but I uh, the only reason I put Picard on the list, I actually put Picard, Kirk, and one other person on the list, and I put them on the list so uh, I can. Oh, I put Cisco. I put them on the list so I can open it up for everybody else to put on other characters, other characters that they liked a lot more because th- this episode had to have Picard, Kirk, 
in Cisco a little bit because I love Cisco. Uh, but uh, like it had to have them. But Quark, he's right. Quark is the soul of Deep Space Nine. He he's and he's the soul of a, a whole alien species, a species that was a garbage species at the beginning of Deep Space Nine. People forget how fucking horrible the Ferengi were before Deep Space Nine and Quark basically revitalized that whole alien species to the point where they're one of the big guns of aliens when you talk about Star Trek. Uh, so I, I've got to go with Quark. Mike? You know, I, yeah. I love Quark. He is a great character. Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek. But I think, I think we're forgetting something here, and that is just the, how important Picard is. Um, it, let's, let's just face the facts that we would not be having this discussion today if it was not for Picard. Uh, next generation redefined Star Trek in a way that it could continue. We would not be getting a new movie. We would not be getting a reboot. We would get none of that if it wasn't for next gen. And when next gen launched, it was pretty clear that only two characters stood out and that were Picard and data. The rest of the characters, nobody liked the reason that we got, it got any kind of support and it got any kind of uh, life beyond just, you know, kind of coming out for a season, getting canceled is because of the strength not just of the characters, but also of the actors involved. Picard completely redefined what it meant to be a captain of an, of the Enterprise in a way that made everything that followed possible. Uh, Star Trek prior to that was really Kirk, Spock, McCoy. Uh, Picard as a character opened that up. Uh, I love Quark and, you know, he's the soul of Deep Space Nine. I actually disagree with that. I think uh, Cisco is clearly the soul of Deep Space Nine. Um, the, the story that Deep Space Nine tells is the story of Cisco. Quark is fun. He's enjoyable. Uh, the arc that he has and the arc that the Ferengi have are all great and fine. And I, again, I, I love it. I enjoy it. But this isn't really just a question of favorite. It's a question of best. And Quark doesn't really do as much. Picard is a, a major character in, in uh, Star Trek. I, I feel kind of bad because Next Generation has kind of lost a lot of luster uh, in Star Trek fans' minds because uh, some of the episodes haven't aged as well. But I think we we really do a disservice to Star Trek to forget how important uh, Picard was and how crucial he was to us even having Star Trek today. So it's got for me, it's got to be Picard. Uh, a vote for Picard, Paul. I've been lucky enough to meet Patrick Stewart and Armin Shimmerman, and. They, well, Patrick Stewart was perfectly nice, but our, I got to do an hour interview with Armin Schimmerman, and he was the nicest guy, one of the nicest guys I've met, celebrity or not. So because of that, I'm going to vote for Quark. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Christy. Which one oh, is moving into the next oh, round? Man. All right. Well, this is very easy for me, <laughs> but I will just go on just a tiny bit. Picard. We all know, we uh. have known, no, 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 we have known for years where Starfleet stands on everything. Quark is our first, he's, he's our uh, jumping stone. He's our introduction to the rest of the world, be it Federation or not. Just because they're part of the Federation doesn't mean they're Starfleet. 
you know? Like, this isn't about Starfleet anymore. This is meeting all of these races who are protectorates or not or extra worlds out there that aren't part of the Federation at all. I feel like he introduces us to the rest of the world in a not clean way, in a not militaristic way. And I think that Quark deserves this pick. So, wait, you're going with? Quark. Quark. Woo! Quark. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mr. Champion, this one is yours. It is Q versus Uhura. Hmm. Well, you know, I kind of think about Uhura in not not the same, but a similar way that I do Sulu um, in all the discussion we just had uh, a few minutes ago. Um, Uhura is a small part of a major series, a series of major import. And she had things to do. She didn't always have a lot to do. And it wasn't always critical, although she had some some moments where there was something critical to do. Um, and then certainly the character got a little better and a little more integral when the movies uh, came around. But when you look at the totality of the character, and then you compare that to Q, Q is, by very definition, mercurial. He is um, conflicted. He's complex. And he does drive the action in so much of Star Trek. Uh, so as much as I like Uhura and as much as I like Nichelle Nichols, I think uh, uh, when we're looking at the character alone, uh, it has to go to Q. Uh, vote for Q. Yesy. Well, I am going to disagree there um, for the most part because I think Uhura doesn't have what, what Sulu has. In other words, she is there, but she remains a background character. She is forgotten in half of the movies. She doesn't have much to do. And when she has something to do, it's usually pretty demeaning because, hey, you're the only chick around here. and. Uh, I, I don't think that's been improved by the J.J. Uh, Abrams movies. I, I, I just feel that, you know, we, we have this uh, clash between, on the one hand, Uhura is there for so much. Q is only in, across all of Trek, a dozen episodes. But then again, we're looking for best character. And Q, they used him exactly the right amount. Anything more, we would have gotten sick of him. And that's why, ultimately, I, I do have to agree that at the end of the day, I'm going with Q. Uh, vote for Q. Terrace. This one, uh, this one's an interesting one for me. I think that uh, Uhura, she has a real importance to the Star Trek culture um, as, uh, you know, it was especially the first... Uh, First series and that she's the first African-American and all that other stuff about her. I think that's really important. And I, I would disagree that I think that her character has developed uh, more and more uh, throughout the, the time that we've been with her. Uh, JJ's movies actually makes her kind of a, a heroine in a lot of ways, uh, the last one especially. So I think she has developed. 
but Q Q is a great character. Like he's very interesting. Uh, he was used exactly the right amount. I, I agree with that. And he's very complex. Uh, Uhura, even though I think she has developed, she doesn't have complexity to her character. And and uh, and I think Q in a, in a lot of ways is actually um, kind of important uh, to have this godlike figure in Star Trek. So I'll, I'll have to go with Q. Another vote for Q. Uh, Alan. Man, 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 man. Uh, this is tough. This is a lot tougher than you would think. Um, oh, man. I am going to go with it's literally this argument is literally or this this fight here is literally historical significance, which Uhura is okay. Well, here's here's how it goes. Uh, if this was if this was a fight of historical significance, it would be Uhura all the goddamn way all day long. I'm going to pick you for best character simply because of all good things. The greatest. Uh, premiere and the greatest ending bookended is uh is uh all good things and q's q's portrayal in in both those movies and the just the surprise of all good things and just the impact and the gravity of all good things a better character than uhura i do not uh, the almost the most historically significant character in star trek is uhura but best character is Q. A vote for Q. Chris. I um I I, I think that it, it's it's obvious to me which one's gonna win this. Ahura is a good uh sort of secondary or maybe even tertiary character on on TOS and the movies. Whereas whereas Q uh, at, like Alan said uh, the the bookends that you get on TNG from Encounter at Farpoint and all good things, Q drives them. And and when when you watch Encounter at Farpoint, um, Q gives you a, an idea of what the crew might come up against. And and you you spend a lot of your time wondering when Q's going to turn up. And I imagine you know um, when you're watching through the series, it's like when's the next Q episode coming up? Because I like the character, and that doesn't happen with a lot of recurring people in. Star Trek, so I will go with Q. Q has enough votes to win. Uh, Mike, Paul, Christy, anything for Ahura? Yeah, I, I want to vote for Ahura because unlike the rest of this panel, I am not a racist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Was that it? All right, then. Uh, yeah, I, I, I also was going to vote for Ahura. Um. I feel like the new movies should have given her the job that Linda Park had in Enterprise, where she was actually a linguist, like a xenolinguistic person, and actually had a lot to do with meeting alien races, but they didn't. Um, the reason I want to vote for Uhura is because she got to sort of make out with Scotty, and I always wanted to, in Star Trek V. <laughs> uh, vote for Ahura, but that Q, is the truth. <laughs> you're a perverted weirdo. I what? That I like Scotty. Q is moving on. He's sweet and a genius. <laughs> Come 
God, what more can I ask for? Scotty. Well, I don't on... care. I like fat dudes. We are on to our Yeah, that was also <laughs> fan dance of horror. <laughs> that's fine if that's what she needs to do. Uh, but next fight is me. <laughs> it is Spock versus Wayun. Uh I don't know. I don't know. This should be harder than it is for me, but, uh, you know, on an hour and a half of sleep, it's all heart, no head. Uh, I'm going with Spock. Mike? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely Spock. Um, I, I mean, part of me doesn't really know. A lot of people seem to be kind of going with, with weird uh, personal choices instead of, instead of kind of looking at the bigger picture. But for me, Spock is both. Uh, he was my favorite character. Uh, he's always been my favorite character in Star Trek. Uh, I think he is the most important character in Star Trek. He was there in the pilot. Uh, he was there on Next Generation. He shows up in the modern uh, movie twice, movies twice. Uh, you know, for me, Star Trek really is is about kind of humans and aliens and how they work together. And Spock is a literal manifestation of humans and aliens and uh, and the struggles that that brings. So uh, it's Spock. I love oh. I love Wayun, but it's Spock. Uh, Paul. Well, Deep Space Nine wouldn't have been the same without Wayun, but the original series wouldn't have been anything without Spock. So Spock. Uh, vote for Spock, Christy. Yeah, I think it's really unfortunate that these two were bracketed together. I love Wayun in all of his iterations, but Spock is Spock, so Spock. Another vote for Spock, Mr. Champion. Yeah, I'll save my uh, soapboxing about uh, Spock for later. Um, I'm glad that a Jeffrey Combs character made it through the first round. I'm glad that Shran is on the list, uh, but it has to be Spock in this. Spock has five votes. Does anybody, uh, Yussi, Terrace, Alan, Chris, uh, want to say anything about Wayne? Nope. Uh, well, I will take that long pause and Chris saying no as a no. So Spock is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Yassi, this one is yours. Uh, this one seems to be an easy one for me. It is Worf versus Captain Pike. It's an easy one for me, too. Uh, I don't know if it's easy the same way, but uh, Pike is, you know, he's there for three episodes in the original and two movies in, in, in the new version. I don't really get a sense of what's so great about him. I, I do with Worf because we spend so much time with him. We spend seven seasons of TNG and four seasons of DS9 and all those movies. And we're still, he, he's still developing. Okay. Maybe not so much in the movies, but at least on DS9, he, there's more to discover within him. I, you know, he, he may be in the finals for me. Worf. Uh, vote for Worf. Uh, Terrace. Yeah, I got to vote the same way. I like Captain Pike and all his, uh, all the different types of Mr. Pike he is. But Worf, what's great, I think what defines a good character, just a character in general, is that we want more. And I think that Worf, we we always want more. We always want to know why he does things, why he he's 
pissed off or why he's happy and and how he relates to the Klingons and and I think the, that defines a good character for me wanting more and actually you know what I think I'm going to try to vote on that uh, is going to be my my uh, kind of judgment on all these characters from now on is do we want more of that character and 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 Worf Worf definitely gets it for me another vote for Worf Alan oh. Worf, I mean, I mean, Worf is is uh, he's a big gun. It, it's Worf. Another vote for Worf, Chris. Any man or any thing that can look tough whilst drinking prune juice gets my vote. Worf. Uh, the character that is in more episodes of Star Trek than any other character, and not just a minor background character. Uh, for most of his appearances, like Mr. O'Brien, because he's coming up shortly. But most most of his episodes, he plays an actual role. And then later on in his career, he plays significant roles and has significant parts of the show. Uh, way, uh, not way, uh, Captain Pike literally is, is a throwaway character. You You could replace him with anybody and have about the same impact because we don't know Captain Pike at all. Uh, I'm voting for Worf. Uh, anybody else want to throw a vote to Captain Pike, uh, Paul, Christy, Mike? Uh, I don't, but I do want. I do want to vote just Why because you- because I, I have a joke that won't work anywhere else in the brackets. <laughs> okay, Mike, uh, go ahead. How many beeps uh, means wharf? Uh, I don't know how many. Four. No, that's beeps. That's how he votes. Beep beep. Oops. I didn't say it was a good joke. Ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, we, 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 we stopped for that. Worf is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, let's see. This one is yours, Mike. It is Gold Ducat versus an unknown pick. Uh, Alan, uh, you get to pick something. So what, what, what's the unknown on this one, Alan? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The unknown you never thought you would hear on Best Star Trek Character. And this is a very special shout-out. To uh, friends and fans of uh, uh, Geek Fights here, specifically, Ryan, Valerie, and the man with the plan in the 45, Senor Seth Barker. The unknown, this unknown, is Ray Ovantica. Uh, 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 for uh, Ray Ovantica. Uh, okay, well, that, that made that one significantly easier. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, who is Ray Ovantica? Uh, that is the uh, the <laughs> alien in season one that took over uh season one of uh Deep Space Nine that took over Doctor Bashir and almost replaced his personality. It's a, a god awful episode. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll vote for him then. <laughs> you fucking suck. I'll vote for Ray Ovantica over Gold Ducat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul? Well, a vote for Ducat's kind of like a vote for Space Hitler. Um, but he is a great character. So oh, uh, don't don't tell me Rayo Vanek is going to fucking win this. <laughs> no, I'm voting for Ducat. Voting no, for no, Ducat. he went with Ducat, <laughs> as he should. Uh, Christy? Yeah, I don't even need to say anything. <laughs> Another vote for Ducat. Uh, John? All right, go Ducat. Let's, let's just make this clean. <laughs> That's three votes for Ducat. Uh, Yussi. Well, Ray Ovantica does have Bashir's body. and uh, No one wants that. that. <laughs> Wait, his 
on-screen father was born in Jerusalem. So I'm going to give it to Rayo Fantica. Oh, not oh, Rayo man. Wasn't. Oh, man. You're wrong. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. Uh, Terrace? Wow. You know what? I, I just... I've been watching Deep Space Nine, and I have no idea who this character is. Tell, give me a spelling so I can put it into Google. Uh, you, no don't need to spell it. you don't need to spell it. You don't need to. I want to know. I'm sorry. R-A-O. Next word, Vantica. It's spelled G-U-L-D-U-K-A-T. <laughs> okay, I got him. Got him. Hang on. I'm going to memory You have three of your Earth minutes. To oh yes, there's Google search. I, I've got actually both pictures of uh, of them on the screen right now, and and uh, clearly, uh, yeah, Decot. Sorry, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. A vote for Decot. Uh, Alan, let me say this. Of course, everybody here are incredible fans, huge fans of the Gamma Quadrant podcast. I've if never you, listened to it. If you vote against the Gamma Quadric, if you vote <laughs> against Rayo Vanica, you are voting against the Gamma Quadrant podcast. Rayo Vantica, ladies and gentlemen. A vote for Rayo Vantica. Uh, Chris. Goldie Cat is a character that you can rest entire seasons of Deep Space Nine on. And Rayo Vantica, you can barely rest an episode on Goldicat. Ah, uh, thank you. I don't, oh. I, I don't even have to say anything. Don't even, ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, you, um, you can't. Travesty. You Travesty. can't the story of an episode on Rayo Vantica. <laughs> Fuck Rayo Vantica. Goldicat is one of the greatest characters ever created. He's one of, definitely one of the top upper echelon uh Star Trek villains. Uh, I mean, it goes Q, Golducat, Kai Wen. Like, the, those are the big guns. Period. I can't believe a throwaway character is going to win this fight. The throwaway character that is Golducat? <laughs> I mean, who he, he knows, he, nobody knows who that guy is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this is a fucking travesty. Anyway, Golducat. Yeah, I, I think everyone on this panel must be related to a Golducat. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really yes, yes. This is obviously uh, a case. This of is fucking nepotism, bullshit. Nepotism. Bullshit. Uh, but uh, next fight is me. Uh, it is Chief O'Brien versus Doctor Flox. This one is actually hard. Uh, Chief O'Brien is in the second most amount of episodes of Star Trek. Plain and simple. Uh, Doctor Flox is a lot of fun. Uh, he's he's a great character. I love him a lot. <sighs> But there's something about O'Brien. I, I, I really do like O'Brien. I like his family life. I, I, I like how he, you know, he tinkers. I, it, and all of all the stuff I like about O'Brien comes from Deep Space Nine. Very little of it actually comes from Next Generation. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Chief O'Brien. Mike? Uh, yeah, I pretty much will agree with you with what you said, except I do actually like some of his moments from uh, – Next generation as well. Certainly, he became a, a much more important, well-rounded character. Uh, this is nothing against Doctor Flox. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, O'Brien. Out of everyone on this list, uh, the one who I actually could see myself like hanging out with would be O'Brien. Yeah, I actually think it's nice that hopefully the characters that have actually had more 
episodes than anybody else make it into the next round. That's just my wish. Uh, Paul? Well, like Mike just said, I think that O'Brien is one of the characters you could really see yourself hanging around with. Unfortunately, if you went round to his house, you would have to put up with his absolute bitch of a wife. Because every time I see her, I just want to kick her in the ovaries. So, flops. A vote for Dr. Flox. Christy? I love Miles O'Brien. I really do. But, as has been said in many, many a geek fight, um, I really love Dr. Fox. And if he goes on, I will tell you just just why I love Dr. Fox. But Dr. Fox. Uh, vote for Fox. Uh, John? Um, you know, I, well, first of all, I, I like both actors a lot. I, I think they're both uh, terrific, and they were terrifically cast in their respective roles. Chief O'Brien is one of those characters that's kind of a slow burn. You know, he didn't have a lot to do in Next Gen, um, but if you stuck with it, it got better and better in uh, DS9. Um, but I, there's something about Dr. Flox that is immediately likable and is constantly surprising. I like how uh, we got to learn a lot more and, and usually kind of had a left field about Dr. Flox, and uh, I will definitely give him props for feeding a Tribble to one of his pets. So, uh, for that alone, I will vote for Dr. Flox. Uh, vote for Flox. Yessie? Well, I'm enlisted, and so is O'Brien, and he's the only one. So, O'Brien. Uh, vote for O'Brien. Ter- Terrace? Well, oh, come uh, on. What do you mean, oh, come on? <laughs> come on. Make the correct choice here. Come on. I will make the correct choice. And uh, if I was to uh, hang out with either one of them, I would hate to hang out with O'Brien because I also cannot stand his wife. Fuck uh, yeah. doc- You're making the correct choice. <laughs> doc- Dr. Fox is awesome. He's, his, his character is always... He's got a lot of wisdom in his character. Um, I think he's one of the best characters in enterprise to tell you the truth. And I think he does also carry enterprise a lot. I think that uh, when we go back to him, we're, we're trying to listen to what he says. And again, that whole, do we want more? Do I want more of O'Brien? No. Do I want more of Phlox? Yes. So Dr. Phlox for sure. Uh, Vote for Phlox. Alan. Oh, Phlox is a breakout breakout character on enterprise uh enterprise uh, for again for all you people who never watch it go buy the buy the blu-ray it's a great great series it, it's flocks all the way here Fox has enough votes to win uh chris do you have anything to say on behalf of chief o'brien i i i don't understand why people would um would not vote for Chief O'Brien for putting up with Keiko. I think everyone should vote for him for putting up with Keiko. And the fact that he managed to wangle her to get a you know three-year um, botany thing on Bajor <laughs> to get rid of her for that amount of time. I mean, yeah, that's fine. You go down to Bajor and I will hang about with Julian and have lots of fun. You should give him extra votes for that. I I, lo- I like O'Brien. I think he's. I think Flox is a good character. I do like the way that they drip feed information into him um, as the series goes along. But but O'Brien is 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 your everyman on Deep Space Nine. He's the guy who 
Cisco's asking him to do stuff, and he's throwing his arms up in the air, saying, "I don't know what I'm, I don't know how to fix it. This Cardassian computer is a bunch of you know a pile of shit. I can't do anything with it." And it's brilliant. It's great the way that that, that O'Brien is used to introduce the fact that nobody knows how to work the station on Deep Space Nine, and you should vote for Chief O'Brien for doing that and for putting up with Keiko. Doesn't sound yeah, yeah, I know. Nobody, nobody's changing their vote. Doctor Fox is moving on. Uh, Chris, this fight is yours. It is Lieutenant Yar versus Commander Scotty. Uh, I think Yar Yar's going to suffer for not for not having enough content uh, on here. Um, Scotty Scotty's one of those characters where um, there, there's episodes like. Um, where where he's given something and you know fix this I need it fixed and he does it and he's he's one of those he's the template for the for the magician of an engineer that you will get throughout the rest of the series I mean Geordie's not on the list um, he he's the template for 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 your Geordies and what you end up with with um, Tucker and O'Brien and stuff like that I think he deserves to go through Scotty. Uh, vote for Scotty. Uh, yeah, he is. He is for engineers, and you know, you know, engineers are great and all that good stuff. But uh, Tasha Yar serves a very important purpose that I think people just overlook because they, you know, haven't gone back and watched how sexist the original series is. But Tasha Yar is a lieutenant, the head of security, and she's a woman, and it's not an issue. And and, and I think that was a very, very important thing that they did with that character. And they did on the show. It's unfortunate that she left, but I think I think for that I have to give a vote to Yar. Mike, uh, I, I think Yar actually teaches you a, a much more important message, and that is when you're on a TV show and you've got a good gig, don't give it up. Because uh, where where is she now? Uh, Scotty is is more than just a a template for the, the magician engineer in Star Trek. Scotty's a template for the magician engineer in the real world. Uh, everybody gets it. Everybody knows the ship kind of take it, the miracle worker, all of that. I mean, anybody in any walk of life who performs miracles can be compared to Scotty. Nobody else, none of the other engineers, even those engineers that had more screen time, even those engineers that were more fully well-rounded characters. Uh, but Scotty is, uh, I don't have the bell here, but very literally iconic because people know that that's the guy that gets everything fixed. Uh, vote for Scotty. Paul? Well, I think if you look at both incarnations of, of Scotty, both Simon Pegg and, and James Doohan, they both act with a lot of heart in their eyes. Uh, you can You can read a lot of the emotion straight off. I think Simon Pegg does a much better job in Into Darkness than he did in 09 of kind of capturing that aspect of, of Scotty. And, well, Yar is just a bit like a turbo lesbian with a seagull shit on their head, so Scotty. Hey, you forgot to say the T. Scott T. You you leave the T out. Well, he, he is from Scotland, so... <laughs> so I get the definitive pronunciation. No, yeah, I was going to say, he's pronouncing it correctly. I'm just shit-talking. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, Christy? What are the votes so far? Uh, uh, Scotty has two votes, one for Yar. Okay. Well, in that case, I will vote for Yar simply because, um, yes, she kind of bailed and, and she totally left. But what they did with her when they brought her back was really cool. 
Okay, so I think we were talking about this last night. Okay. She's from this awful planet where there's a lot of violence and there are, like, gangs of men out there raping the women, right? Because we couldn't couldn't have Alan on an episode without talking about rape. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, so she joins Starfleet to get away from it, right? And she ends up dying in a garbage bag thing. No Lieutenant Yar. Comes back in what? Yesterday's Enterprise? Was that the name of the episode? Yep, Bruce. Okay. Oh, that's and, a great point. That's a great point. And not only... Well, first of all, she's awesome in that episode. But they sacrifice themselves to the Romulans so that Picard and their ship can get away. Later, we find out that Yar was raped. She cannot escape her destiny of rape uh, by a Romulan and now has a Romulan half-human daughter. Um, I just thought it was a very... It was a really smart and interesting way to deal with her character coming back. And, um, I mean, it was a good story. I think Scotty's a very character, but since he has two votes and Lieutenant Yar only has one, I'm going to vote for Lieutenant Yar. Uh, Scotty actually has three. A vote for Yar. Yar! Uh, John? You know, I kind of found Lieutenant Yar to be an uninteresting character. Like, I, I like Denise Crosby a lot, you know, uh, when she made Trekkies, and if you ever see it at a convention or something, she's really great. But or- I, I think the- or in Pet Cemetery. Or Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Good point. Oh, yeah. Such, a, such an important point that we keep in mind when discussing this character here. Um, yeah, I, you know, I just, I was never a big fan of the character. I thought her death was handled horribly. It, it just had no impact on me as a viewer. I really liked when they brought her back. They redeemed all of that with uh, yesterday's Enterprise, but it, you know that just happened to be an incredibly well-written show. Um, Scotty has got a lot more going on. Um, and it, he isn't just one note. You know, it, we, we say that we're like, oh, he's the fix-it guy and he can fix anything and he's a miracle worker. And he, he does kind of set that tone. Um, but he has a lot of other great moments like uh, instigating a bar fight in uh, Trouble with Tribbles. And I, I would say that he's one of the more interesting characters to watch in an otherwise terrible episode, uh, Wolf in the Fold. Um, and it's also kind of interesting to see glimpses of his personal life when he's the guy who gets beat up or thrown across a room or shot with god lightning when uh, you know defending the girl that he likes in Who Mourns for Adonai. So um, for all those many, many reasons, it's my long way of saying I vote for Scotty. Uh, vote for Scotty. Yussi. Well, this is the last of my picks. Uh, you know, Zar, Yar, and Hikar, Ru, Sulu. It's sort of rhyme. I just feel, I love Scotty. I, I love the actors who, who have portrayed him, uh, both of them. And I love, you know, what, what, what they did with the character, but I still feel like Yar, even though she was only there for most of a season, she didn't even make it to the end of season one, but season one was so horrible. And yet, she managed to stand out. She's that link between, you know, we, we have Ripley on, on the one hand and then Sarah Connor and then Starbuck on the other. Tasha Yar is 
the kick-ass bitch. She, you know, she doesn't take prisoners. She just, you know, she is in charge. There's no questioning her. Now, I don't know if the fact that, uh, you know, she has sex with Data in The Naked Now makes her more of a lesbian or less of a lesbian. But I don't care because she is an amazing character and this is best character. And at the end of the day, as much as I love Scotty, he's a Scott named Scott who likes Scotch, who loves his shit. And I respect that. But Tasha Yar tells you about this underbelly of the Federation. The fact there are bad things happening, even, you know, that far in the future. She's got my vote. A vote for Yar. Alan. (laughs) I like that mic mute there. Um, There's one obvious choice here. Um, One thing. First of all, I'm voting for Yar, and the reason why is, number one, she does space judo. I can't remember the name of the episode, but she does space judo, and I'm also going to be doing a, I don't know, I'm going to be doing a project called Starfleet Judo. Haven't really hammered it out yet, but keeping a year up for that. Here's the thing about Denise Crosby. Um, uh, John said that, like, yeah, not really impressed with her. No one was impressed with her in season one of... Uh, of next generation, but she came back. She came back in yesterday's enterprise and it kicked ass. And then she came back as a Romulan and took it way, way, way over the top. Now, do I want her to win this fight? Honestly, no, but she does deserve my vote. The vote here is for Yar. Uh, it sounded more like a vote for Denise Crosby than Yar to me, because you were voting on Sela as well, which is a completely different character. Uh, Chris, it's all tied up. It comes down to you. Which one takes the win? I've already voted, so Scotty again. <laughs> again. <laughs> you forgot the T, Chris. You no, I, 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 I'll say it. Yeah, I have. I voted first. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I said Scotty was the template for uh, all engineers that came after oh, yeah, him and all did. that crap. All right, then. <laughs> Scotty again. Terrace should have the next vote, I think. Oh, sorry, Terrace. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Hooray! I get this vote. I'm, very, I'm actually very excited about this vote because I, I have... Uh, this was an easy, easy one for me. Uh, Yesterday's Enterprise is an awesome show, for sure. But I find Yar not only pissy, but also forgettable. Her character's... Uh, doesn't really play that much of a role in Star Trek as a as a whole, in my opinion. Plus, thank God she's gone because we get more Worf, and we really wanted more Worf anyway. Scotty has emotion. Uh, he adds emotion to all all the movies, to uh, the original series. I mean, how can you forget he's already dead, right? In Wrath of Khan, he's a he's a he's a comic. Everybody hangs on his words. And he's a constant hero. Every time we talk to Scotty, he's doing something heroic. Uh, Whether that's fixing things and getting them out of trouble or standing in the way of lightning zaps. So Scotty all the way. Yara doesn't even come close. Dude, dude. I I, I pictured you during Tasha's funeral. You jumping up on her casket and just piss helicopter like, fuck this bitch. I mean, how could you do that to her? (laughs) Yay. (laughs) 
Scotty is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Chris, it's you again. Uh, it's an easy fight. It's one of the easiest fights we have on here. It is Kirk versus McCoy. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's one of those ones that it, if you haven't got Captain Kirk in charge of the Enterprise during TOS, Star Trek wouldn't be what it is, and throughout all the movies and stuff like that. But if I if I if I wanted to watch a character, the character that I want to see more in the original series and the original series movies and the JJ and even the JJ reboot, because Carl Urban does such a great job of being McCoy, I want to see more bones. And Kirk's great. Kirk deserves to be on this list as much as anybody else on it. But when you put these two next to each other, I want more McCoy. So that will be my vote. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when it happened, when I was making the brackets, or not the brackets, but the fights, and I was like, oh, and then I went, well, no, actually, this isn't that hard. This isn't that hard at all because I like, I like McCoy more. Uh, Kirk is, is cool, uh, I, I guess, but I, I was never a Kirk guy. I, 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 there's something about the crotchety guy in the background going, this is a bad idea. I, I, I would be the crotchety guy in the background. I love, I love McCoy. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with Dr. McCoy, Mike. Uh, this, this is very tough because this does come down to that, uh, personal versus, you know, which is more important. Um, I like McCoy a lot too. Uh, but, uh, Captain Kirk, uh, Captain Kirk is Star Trek. You know, let, let's, let's face it. Um, that's why Kirk is back. Chris Pine is a great Kirk. Uh, he's, he's proven that Kirk is more than just Shatner. Uh, Kirk is a, a kind of hero. He is a kind of character. Uh, he is iconic. Ding. Uh, everybody in the world, uh, knows what you're talking about when you compare someone to Captain Kirk. I was listening to a podcast today. Where uh, they they were joking about uh, Tony Stark, who's currently out in space in the comics, uh, having a Captain Kirk moment by banging a green chick, uh, and then apparently he has to try and explain who Captain Kirk is to Rocket Raccoon. Uh, so yeah, Kirk is 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 universal. He's in he's referenced uh, around the world in a variety of things that aren't Star Trek uh, because he is Star Trek. I thought Paul. it was Pike banging the green chick. Anyway, Paul. Uh, copy and paste exactly what Chris said. I feel the same, McCoy. Another vote for McCoy. Christy. I'm Captain Kirk! I'm Captain Kirk. Um, John. Oh, really mature. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, all my jokes can't be funny. Uh, go, uh, laughed at him anyway. Uh, go ahead, John. It's to it's me, a huh? Joke because he said something. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is hard. I mean, I, Kirk. Yeah, Kirk's an icon, and Kirk is awesome, and Kirk, Kirk is what makes everything go in the original series. But I, I don't think he really becomes a character until later. Until we get to know more about him in the movies, he, he's kind of 
you know, in the original series, Kirk gets lucky a lot, and I don't just mean banging green chicks. I mean, with the decisions that he makes, he just sort of gets lucky. Had it been anybody else making the same decisions that Kirk makes, then it probably just would have ended in total disaster. Um, but what was said earlier about McCoy, I think is really important. You know, uh, we didn't get to see enough of him in the original series. So the the scenes that he's in really stand out and they make you want more. And one of the things that I like about it's one of those places where the character and the actor are kind of the same thing. One of the things that I like about the original series is any scene where McCoy is in the background, just watching him react to everybody else, watching him react to a conversation between Kirk and Spock or Kirk and anybody else. Um, he's the most interesting guy in frame at any point. Um, so I love, I, I got mad, mad love for McCoy. And I, I think, oh man, I, I'm really torn here. I, I really am. Um, and I, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to say McCoy. Yeah, I'm going to say McCoy. I almost said Kirk, but no, I'm going to go for McCoy. Maybe my vote can be bought. I don't know. Depends on where we are. I'll vote for McCoy. Uh, Yussie. You know, when TNG started off in Encounter at Farpoint, they picked one character to, you know, kick it all off. And that was McCoy, because he is, you know, in in that uh, great triangle, he represents humanity. And he he's, yeah, a racist Southerner. And we already have trips. <laughs> oh, man. But so what? I love McCoy. He's got my vote. <laughs> I don't think McCoy's a racist dude. He's from the South. Well, I'm from the South. He's from the future South. You're okay. <laughs> racist. That okay? <laughs> this species is. He doesn't uh, like both that much. Uh, he is. He is a little bit of a. Yeah, he's got a point. Uh, ethnocentric. Isn't yes, that but as far as Earth goes, he's cool with everyone. <laughs> So people from well, Earth are that's because racists will say as far as white people go, I'm cool with all of them. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor McCoy has five votes. Uh, Karis, Alan, Chris. I, I, I want to say Karis okay, yeah, yeah. I'll say, I'll say go ahead, Karis. Can I say it? Okay, well, um, Doctor McCoy is great, and and this is kind of a hard one for me. Uh, what what? do we want more? And we want more from both of these guys. And, and, uh, uh, I, I love McCoy cause he always says, what the fuck? And I like that. I like the, the fact that that's kind of his role, but Kirk is the one that we're always looking for more. I think if you, uh, in, in, uh, um, next generation, you're, you're thinking, how are they going to do Kirk when they, when it first starts and, and then the new movies come out, how are they going to portray Kirk? All the other guys come secondary to, to that. All those other characters, sure, we say, okay, how are they going to betray, betray, uh, pro, pro tray? Um, thank you. Having a hard time today. Um, McCoy, we're going to say that, but really, really, we're most inter- interested in how they're going to do Kirk. And that's why I think Kirk should win this one. Agreed. I'll vote for Kirk. Boo. Uh, M- McCoy has already won the fight. Alan, were Can you going to? Yeah, here, let me just say something really quick. Uh, this, is, this is directly addressed to Mike um, because he is wrong. Um, Star Trek is great. 
in spite of Kirk, not because of Kirk. It's Dr. McCoy. What? No. I, uh, <laughs> yes. I think anybody can go back and just listen to most of Alan's uh, episodes and realize that that really should mean everyone votes for Kirk. Everyone should vote for Kirk while the Alan has opened his mouth. Can I vote for Kirok? No. Kirok? Uh, sure. <laughs> a vote for Kirok. But Dr. McCoy in a bloodbath is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It's another doctor. It's the doctor versus Janeway. Are these the only Voyager characters on here? No, there's one. Seven of nine. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Two out of the three of them are up against each other. That fucking sucks, too, by the way, let me say. Hey, that's what happened. Uh, yeah, Terrace. Sucks less ahead. less than Kirk versus McCoy. True. Significantly less. <laughs> uh, but, Actually, it's a captain versus a doctor again. Yes, it is. Terrace? This is... Uh... This is actually a really difficult one for me. I, I actually, I'm a big fan of Voyager. Actually, I know that I might get pointed at and laughed at because of that, but I, I'm a big fan of Voyager, and uh, I, I, I like the fact that Janeway's there. I'm, I love the fact that she's a, a strong character, uh, that she, she's guiding. She's got that uh, mom type type of feel, but also has a very strong character in other senses too. Um, the doctor though i think really uh actually kind of steals the show in voyager i think that he's the one that we want to hear more about he's the one that develops the most he's the one that's seen as uh, uh becoming more and more human and 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 that that kind of train is used a lot in star trek but it's used really well here so i i'm i'm voting for the doctor uh vote for the doctor it might go the same way uh, Alan. Uh, keeping it real quick here. Um, you know, I like Janeway. I, I, uh, Hey, Terrence, great. Big thumbs up for liking Voyager. It's, it, um, man, it might be my current favorite series to watch right now. Um, Janeway's good. Uh, doctor, the doctor's going to win this. Uh, and I'll talk more about him later. It's the doctor guys. The doctor. I'll vote for the doctor. Chris. Uh, Janeway is a is a strong character. Definitely deserves to be on this list. But the Doctor is something else. He's he is the character of Voyager. Um, you can you can he'll go toe to toe with Seven of Nine at some points. But I think that if you if you want to pick a character from Voyager, it has to be the Doctor. Yeah, uh, I, I can't can't say it better myself. Uh, he has more character development. Uh, he he is a different character by the end of the show. Uh, than what he was when he got first turned on in the in the pilot. Uh, I like him a lot, so I'm going to go with the uh, Doctor. Mike? Uh, I will agree with everything said about the Doctor. Plus, we get a Doctor versus Doctor fight in the next round. The Doctor has enough votes to win. Is there anybody that wants to make a plea for Janeway? I'll say something about Janeway. I know I won't be able to sway any votes, but I'll say something. Go ahead. Okay, I will. Okay, so everybody's Seriously, everybody's favorite character from Voyager is the Doctor because they feel like it's the only character that is any good. It's worth anything. But if you think about it, Janeway has a lot of shit to contend with. They're in space that has been uncharted, unknown. She's struggling to deal with both her crew and the Maquis and make them work as one team. 
to get home, even though it seems like it's going to be a generational ship. And they're dealing with aliens that are most, for the most part, hostile. And should we treat them with the Prime Directive or not? Because Prime Directive is not known over here. We want to go home. It's a really hard thing to have to contend with. And I think that in itself makes it, and I know that they don't do it a lot of the time. It's weird to have um, a captain from Starfleet choose not to put the prime directive through as the number one way of dealing with people. But if you were thrown in that situation, what would you do to keep, I mean, it's not just a moral stand stance it's a all of these people are depending on you to get them home um i think that the premise of voyager is outstanding voyager is probably my least favorite of the star trek you know um series but that the premise is something that is just scary beyond everything i've ever thought of Um, And I give major props to Janeway for it. Also, she said, there's coffee in that nebula. And I love coffee, so I'll vote for Janeway. Doesn't sound like anybody's changing their vote. The doctor's moving on. (laughs) We are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It is Benjamin Lafayette Sisko versus Galron. I feel that Sisko really is the major kind of underdog character. He gets given a crap assignment. He's only a commander. And by the end, he's in charge of probably strategically the most important place in the Federation at the time. Galron, I've never really liked as a character. I don't think he's a good Klingon and I don't think he's a good politician. He's all around a bit of a chocolate fire guard. So I'll vote for Cisco. Uh, vote for Cisco, Christy? Can I say something inappropriate? <laughs> Why not? Okay. Oh so God! If Cisco and Galron came together in a room all by themselves, Galron would pop his eyes out at him, and Cisco would just flop out his gigantic dick and pop them both out. Boop, boop, boop. And Cisco would win. What the hell are you talking I'm about? I'm fucking drunk. I'm so sorry, but uh, Cisco. <laughs> vote for Cisco. Uh, one skull fuck. Yeah, that's what it was, uh, Mr. Champion. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, I'll use slightly uh, different logic than Christy in uh, in this round. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think that there's a lot to be said for Cisco, even though he may not be my favorite captain of uh, of any of the Star Trek series. Um, but there's a lot to be said about the journey of that character and uh, him specifically as the reflection of humanity for that series. So uh, I will give my vote to Cisco as well. Another vote for the Cisco. Yussi. John, 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 John. Absolutely. Is there a the Gowron? No, because he's a loser. Cisco is the Cisco. <laughs> he's got my vote. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, vote. Let's go, Terrace. I, w- I would argue that that uh, Garon is actually a great Klingon because he's so anti-Klingon. He's such a slimy piece of shit, backstabbing bastard. So I I, I really like him as a Klingon because he he really 
kind of portrays something that we never saw before as as on the Klingon race. I really like him a lot. But Cisco is, I think he's really important. And I, I, I like his, the thing that I like about Cisco the best is his relationship with Picard. How they relate to each other, how you can tell that Cisco just wants to slug him and uh, put a phaser up his ass. And I, I really like how they've kind of made him kind of, uh, you know, they, they get to, they get over that. But it's an important part of the whole character building. And I, I like that about Cisco. So I'll, I'm going to go for Cisco just on that. Uh, on, I, I would like to see more about his relationship with Picard. So Cisco. Uh, vote for Cisco. Cisco has enough votes to win. Uh, anybody actually want to say something about Galron? Uh Yeah, I, I think. Chiron should move on because we've managed to vote every other captain off this list. So why should Cisco dodge that bullet? Uh, because he's Jane black. Janeway, Janeway, asshole. Janeway got voted off. Yeah, I, I fought you, you Janeway, know. Kirk, and Picard have all gone down. Holy shit, you're right. Okay. Hold on, I want to say something. How did that happen? Because we don't know what we're talking about. We know exactly Obviously. what we're talking about. <laughs> Hey, uh, when I first saw the the bracket here, when I saw the spike coming up, uh, for some reason, being fucking hammered on Country Club Malt Liquor, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I thought Gowron was General Martok. And I was totally fucking like, man, uh, uh, you know, couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I realized it was Gowron. I was like, whoo, man, that would have been Cisco versus Martok would have been a tough fight. But yeah, this is Cisco all the way. What, what the fuck are you voting for? Cisco already won. Cisco well, is you said it. on. Fuck you guys. Uh, but this next fight is yours, Alan. It is Data versus T'Pol. Yeah, this is impossible to even say something remotely clever about. It's Data. Data is, man, I hate to say it, probably the greatest, the greatest Star Trek character of all time. Uh, vote for Data, Chris. Uh, T'Pol has her moments where where she is a a good character, but Data has incredible moments where you feel for him when he loses Lal and he can't feel emotion because he's an android. I'm heartbroken for him, even though he hasn't got a heart to break. It's bizarre how much you feel for Data, even though he doesn't feel anything himself. So I will vote for Data. God damn you, Chris, because I was about to hold generations against him. Like, I was like, I'm going to hold generations against Data and I'm going to vote for T'Pol. But God damn it, you're right. That that that, that one episode alone uh, is a really, really good Data episode. So I, I guess I'm going to go with Data. Mike? Data. Paul? Oof. I've recently done a Next Generation rewatch, and I think they just kind of hammer the fact that Data's not human and can't feel anything over your head far too much, and it becomes a bit annoying. Uh, Paul is not a great character, but my all-time favorite episode of Star Trek is Twilight in Enterprise, the one where it's the kind of alternative future where Earth has been destroyed. And for that, and for the fact that she has Star Trek's best side boob, I'm going to go for T'Pol. Oh, vote for T'Pol. Christy? I have a question about that. Is that the one where she plays also old T'Pol? No, 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 it's 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 the one where she 
has become almost kind of human in her emotion, and she's Archer's care. care of. Oh, I love that one. That's a good one. Um, well, the differences between Data and T'Pol is T'Pol doesn't want to show her emotion like a human, and Data, of course, is striving to be more human. And um, personally, I feel that Data is more a reflection on humanity than T'Pol is, and therefore can make, as people watching it can make themselves, if they choose to, better people. Um, so I will vote for Data. Uh, vote for Data. Uh, Data has enough votes to win. Is anybody going to try and sway us to T'Pol? Uh, John, Yussi, Terrace? No, I'll I mean, say I, that side, boom. <laughs> I would just say, it, 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 just as Enterprise is an underappreciated series, T'Pol is an underappreciated character. Um, the, there is a lot going on there, and I think Jolene Blaylock did an excellent job with the way that that character is written. Um, but when you look at the totality of what's going on there, Data just sort of, I mean, possibly more than anybody else on this board, has such a vast number of, uh, of important events, um, uh, emotional events that really attract you to the character. So as much as I would love to see T'Pol stay here, obviously it has to be Data that moves ahead. I have to admit, though, that uh, seeing T'Pol all uh, sweaty with hardly any clothes on, uh, I wasn't thinking to vote Data at all. <laughs> you, you know, Data's got some. Data's got some good sidecock. Sidecock! Oh my god! No one sees that exists. It's side balls. It's side balls. It's when they hang out from underneath the shore. It's like they're they're out there. But uh, Data is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Yussi, why don't we go with you? It is Garrick versus General Martok. Oh, wow. Uh, this is a difficult one because they are both uh, DS9 characters, obviously, but also they're so... They are so... I don't know. <laughs> amazing. Uh, I don't have a better word for that. Uh, but in this case, I, I gotta go with the more um, shifty of him, and and that's Garrick. He's just an amazing character. Andrew Robinson is an amazing actor. He portrays Garrick. Garrick is is used exactly the right amount. And uh, Martok is fantastic, but at the end of the day, he's really the epitome of a Klingon. And Garrick, on the other hand, makes us uh, ask the question... What does being a Cardassian mean? Is it, you know, acting for the, the glory of Cardassia no matter what happens? Or is it, you know, looking to see what can benefit uh, the planet and, and the empire, even if it, it, it's against uh, what the, uh, the, the people in power are saying? I got to go with Garrick. Uh, vote for Garrick. Uh, Terrace. This one is really actually quite difficult, I think. Uh, I really like Garrick, and I really like General Martok. And, and General Martok, I almost always would vote for a Klingon instead, because I'm a big Klingon fan. And uh, he's 
as you said, he's the epitome of, of a Klingon and he's a great character and, and we want to know more about him, but really, we really want to more, know more about Garrick. I think you're like always constantly going, who is this guy? What is, what does he really want? What is his agenda? And I, I think that that's really what's great about Garrick. And I, again, I've just been watching uh, DS9 a lot lately, and and Garrick is is for me very intriguing character. So I, I, I'm going to go for, uh, against my Klingon better judgment. I'm going to go with a Garrick. Uh, vote for Garrick, Alan. Man, this is the 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 number one most difficult fight in the whole show. Um, when I was when I thought this was Cisco versus Martok, I was like, every once in a while, Cisco would slip into dinner, a theater land, and Martok was always rock solid. There's never, there's never an episode, a second of any scene where Martok does not appear to be Martok. Garrick never during any scene uh, does he not appear to be Garrick. Martok is rock solid. Garrick is haunting. The choice here is Garrick. A vote? Yes. Uh, my, vote, my vote would be for Garrick as well. I think Martok is a, is a great... He's probably the best Klingon in, in the whole of Star Trek. I mean, Worf is a great character, but he's not a great Klingon. Um, but but, but the Garrick, the, the specter of Garrick's of hangs over the whole of Deep Space Nine. Uh, he's the go-to guy. When when Cisco's got problems, he goes to Garrick. And when the Cisco comes to you, you know you've got to be a good character, Garrick. Another vote for Garrick. Uh, I'm probably really bad, but um, yeah, it's got to be Garrick. Uh, Martok is a Klingon. I like Klingons. Okay, uh, Garrick is a Cardassian, uh, and he expands the Cardassian. He he adds texture to the Cardassian race. Uh, that Martok doesn't do for Klingons. <clears throat> I could say a cookie cutter Klingon. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Garrick. Uh, Garrick has enough votes to win. Uh, Mike, Paul, Christy, John, do you have anything to say about General Martok? Uh, I don't. I don't think I'll sway anybody, and I, I do. And I, I don't necessarily have a problem with Garrick moving ahead. But I, I think uh, I think we're kind of giving uh, Martok uh, kind of a. Not not really giving him his due here. I mean, he he uh, ultimately becomes the uh, the head of the Klingon Empire. I think he is uh, really kind of the only Klingon that genuinely lives up to the noble warrior that they all claim to be. Most of them tend to be uh, considerably less honorable than uh, than they talk. But uh, but Martok really walks the walk. He is a great Klingon. He is noble. He respects the warrior instinct across all races. He's I mean, a lot of Klingons seem to be kind of xenophobic and, and think you know Klingons are, are it. But uh, but Martok uh, really kind of breaks out of that. Martok sees that warrior spirit uh, across all the different races and, and treats them the way he treats Klingons. Uh, I think he's a great character. I think he is the best. He embodies the best of what being a Klingon is, which is something that, that no other Klingon really has uh, has has been shown to do on the show. Uh, uh, Garrick is a great is character, uh, but he's also a little one note. And I think this is another example where we're where the 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 characters' actual traits are kind of uh, 
being exaggerated. We're, we're responding a lot more to the performance, the tremendous performance of, uh, of, uh, God, what's his name now? Andrew, Andrew Robinson. Robinson, uh, who, who really does kind of nail it. But, uh, but I think the character itself is, is while he's a great character, uh, I think Martok just is so, so symbolic of what, what it means to be a Klingon. And I like, I like Klingons a lot more than I like Cardassians. I agree with uh, I was going to say that I agreed with everything that Mike said about Martok. Martok is the best Klingon, and I feel like he gets looked over because of Worf. And Worf isn't the best Klingon. Worf is a Starfleet officer. He doesn't represent the Klingons, per se. And while I really do like Garrick, as I'm sure most DS9 fans do, um, he's only one facet of um, the Cardassian life. You know, it's not with Garrick that we find more about the Cardassians. It's the juxtaposition of Garrick and Gul Dukat and everyone else, like even in Ebron Tain and the guy that practically adopts Kira. Like, it's through interaction of all these other people that we discover Cardassians. But through Martok, we really know that... Um, Klingons aren't just a warrior race. I don't know. I would have voted for Martok, but I do really like Eric. Doesn't sound like anybody else is changing their vote. Uh, Garrick is into the next round. We're at the last fight of the first round. Yeah, there's more rounds of this. Uh, the last fight of the first round. Um... It is Kai Wynn versus the other unknown pick. Alan, are you going to pick us another doozy? Oh, you have got it. Geek fighters and geek fightettes, this final and best unknown pick is brought to you by Country Club Malt Liquor. Next time your bitch is talking shit, say, avoid that black eye. (laughs) Avoid that black eye, young lady. Daddy's going to the country club. Now, when it comes to Star Trek, there's three things that come to mind. Number one is beam me up, Scotty. Number two is he's dead, Jim. And number three is it's a fake. The unknown pick is Senator Vrenak. (laughs) It is Kai Wayne versus Senator Vrenak. Paul, that one is yours. I absolutely hate the character of Kaiwen. And Renak was a an interesting character. I kind of feel like Kaiwen, if uh if the Bajorans set up a base on Earth, she would be going around with an orb knocking on your door asking you if you wanted to find God. Um so for that reason, Vrenak. Christy? Okay, that's amazing. Okay. First real meme in internet history. It's a fake. I have It's a fake written on many things in my house. And while a good episode, um, I hate Kai Wen more for many, many reasons. And more legitimate reasons, like actual human reasons. So I'm going to vote for Kai Wen, and I'll go on about it later. Uh, for Kai Wen. John. I, I I'll make it short and easy. I'm just I'm going to give a vote to uh, Vrenak, uh because I want to throw my vote behind a Romulan. Oh, it's a fake vote. Um, yes. 
Well, I, I, I respect that, but Kai Wynn, come on, Oscar winner, Louise Fletcher. And she deserves it, and she deserves what she uh, does in DS9, including sleeping with Gold Dukat. Uh, there's nothing more to say. It's Kai Wynn. Karis? Wow. This is a... This is a good one. I, I, I like it. And good choice on the unknown, by the way. Excellent choice. Um, of course, of course, of course. I, 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 uh, Renak is awesome, actually. I really like him. I actually hate Kai Wynn. I really do. And, and she, she's actually the opposite of what I usually, uh, I'm going to vote on this way. Do I want to see more of her? And I would say absolutely not. I don't want to see her anymore. But maybe because she's such a great character, I I have such a passion of not wanting to see her. Uh, sure, she's she's like a, uh, someone coming to your door and talking about uh, faith or whatever, but you can see in her eyes that she doesn't believe in what she's trying to sell you. I think she'd be much better used car salesman. And and I that's what that's the episode I'd like to see is her as a used car salesman. That would be awesome. That would be and and uh, Vrenak could uh, be the client. But uh, because it's that uh, relationship, I think that uh, uh, Kai Wynn has to move on just because she's going to get her ass kicked by Garak anyway. Uh, vote for Kai Wynn. Alan. Oh, man, I can't believe how, how bad, how wrong you guys have this. Louise Fletcher is an incredible actress. Um, hey, Academy Award winner. But she didn't win the Academy Award for Deep Space Nine. She is the obvious. She is the stereotypical bad guy. Everything she does is predictable. You know that she's a bad guy in the, the school bombing. You know she's the bad guy. She's going to turn to paw wraiths and all that stuff. She pulls off a bad storyline well. But if you guys go back and watch Under the Pale Moonlight, Senator Vrenak is the quintessential, he's the diff definitive Romulan that episode is so rock solid that in the geek fights best Star Trek episode the only it won and the only fucking reason why somebody changed their vote and voted for that other episode is because it wasn't Star Trek enough and the person that made that episode was Senator Vrenak go back and watch it guys that for, he's drinking the Romulan ale. This is an excellent proximity. The guy is rock solid. I love Senator Vrenak in a heterosexual manner. Uh, Chris. I too love Senator Vrenak. And I think he's a, a very, very good character that turns up in the best episode of Star Trek that you can find. But I hate Kai Wynn more than I hate any other character on television. She's only in 14 episodes of Deep Space Nine, yet her fingerprints run throughout the entire, well, well, yeah, the entire series, basically. I, I, I think that she is so unbelievably selfish and slimy and horrible. And all the other villains that you see in Deep Space Nine have different agendas. Ducat wants to win Bajor back for Cardassia and to get his pride back. But Wynne is just doing it for power. She just wants more power than the person who is next to her. And that makes her an 
awesome villain and a wonderful character. So I will vote for Kai Wynn. Senator Vrenak has five minutes of screen time. He has, I think, six lines. A character is not built in five minutes of screen time and six lines. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I'll talk more about Kai winning the next round. Uh, Mike, anything about uh, Vrenak? Uh, I vote for Space Lincoln. Kai Wynn is into the next round. Uh, We'll be back right after, I guess, Senator Renek shouts it to Frake. I don't know what Mike will do there. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. Long time back when the to drink and a long time later he found he had to think oh, yes think I'm standing here wondering what a man tells another man out of my way he piles up trouble for himself all day But all kinds of trouble come to an end When a man tells another man Be my friend uh-huh. My friend Well, what's it going to be? Across it, hardly even see. Ever feel like it is hard to make friends with people from other planets? Tired of other races in the Gamma Quadrant pushing you around? The universe is a dangerous place. The Dominion can help. We offer mediation, protection. Ketracel White provided to every new recruit. 
Contact us via the iTunes store under the Gamma Quadrant, and one of our Vortas will be happy to send you an application. The Gamma Quadrant is the podcast dedicated to all things Deep Space Nine. Look for us at gammaquadrant.libsyn.com, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N, or under Gamma Quadrant at the iTunes store. Hey, this is Dee Dee from Kittenhead. You can find out more from us at www.kittenheadla.com or at Facebook at facebook.com slash kittenheadla. And you're listening to Geek Fights. And we are back doing what we do every damn week of the goddamn year until October when we're going to stop doing this all together. Uh, we're coming at you with Jared Formby, trademark geek cred. Uh, let's let's go around this gigantic panel. Uh, we're going to start with you there, Paul, all the way from Scotland. What is your geek cred, sir? Well, I do a Star Trek Enterprise podcast, which is probably quite geeky. I've also just started another podcast called 79 to Infinity, where we pick a random year between 1979 and the present day, and spend that talking about the games that come out that year. That's awesome. Cool beans. Hey, you just t- you just said something, Christy. Christy, what is your geek cred? I would really like to listen to that Enterprise podcast because I have a hard time finding Enterprise fans, and I really like Enterprise. Um, Who doesn't love Enterprise? I love Enterprise. Anyway. Well, you, we're, we're on the Trackmate network, so if you go to Trackmate, Family.com or trackmate.org.uk, you'll find it. I will definitely, because I already listen to lots of trackmate stuff. Okay, I don't really have anything for myself. I'm not a geek. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, Mr. John Mission Log Champion. I I I wanted to say world is your middle name, but yeah, I was a little disappointed geek? there. You didn't okay, say okay, world okay, okay. John, world Sorry. champion. What is your geek cred, sir? <laughs> okay, so I host uh, two shows. I'm the uh, producer and co-host of DVD Geeks, which is a DVDGeeks.tv, and I am the uh, co-producer and co-host of Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, and. Um, as of this recording of Geek Picks, we are deep into season two of the original series. We've got about 12 more years to go to uh, cover every episode of every series and every movie. And um, I am also an Enterprise fan. I'll just throw that out there for everybody who was showing it love. Thank you That's very right. much. Mr. Yussi Block, all the way from Jerusalem. We're going worldwide with this mofo. What is your geek cred, sir? I am a Star Trek, Star Wars, and Superman fan. And um, I think I'm the drunkest person because I'm the farthest west. Nope. 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 Thank you for all the people who uh, contribute. And um, Talk about your blog. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tonesofisrael.com. Um, I, I, I've been talking about uh, how great Geek Fights is. And I will continue to do so. He always writes very great articles, not just about Geek Fights. Thank you very much there, Yessie. From Canada... Mr. T. 
Terrace Cassidy. What is your geek cred, sir? Hello, hello. I've been a geek forever. I'm a multi-level geek. Uh, Star Trek, love Star Trek, of course. Uh, comic books, science fiction. I'm also a uh, tabletop miniature wargaming guy. Uh, I w- I've been a geek for so long that when people used to find out that you were a geek, they would point at you and laugh out loud. Um, currently, I uh, own and operate uh, Geek Nation Tours that uh, creates geeky holidays for uh, people all around the world to various geeky genres, everything from Star Trek to uh, comic books to uh, historical stuff. Thank That's you me. very much. Uh, Mr. Alan that's right ladies and gentlemen well uh of course everybody well not everybody knows but uh i do have background in fighting uh competitive judo and competitive brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter um i think post geek fights i will be cranking up something called starfleet judo most likely what that's going to be is that's going to be a uh organization oriented towards people that are unfamiliar with athletics uh and thinking about getting into shape and exposing them to one, the competitive sport of judo. And uh, Yossi there, uh, the first Olympic gold medal for Israel was in the, uh, was in judo and uh, combining uh, the kind of humor and it. fun. Yeah, exactly. The humor and fun of, uh, of uh, the sport of judo with, uh, with uh, not humor, sport of judo with the humor and fun of Star Trek. So uh, maybe some podcasts, might be just a blog, but keep an eye out for Starfleet Judo, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Thank you. And from England, is that how you pronounce your country? I don't know. Uh, it is <laughs> Mr. Chris Mitchell. What is your good <laughs> In my spare time, I, I seem to be gatecrashing lots of other people's podcasts, which is good fun. I like Enterprise, and I don't like whiskey. Boo! Well, you're a proper Englishman. But you love scotch! <laughs> Put on your sex hat! <laughs> I, have, I have a sex hat. What's it to you? Somebody shout it, put on their sex hat. Anyway... Uh, Mike, let's jump back into the fight. So this one is seven of nine versus Shran. Uh, this is uh, this is pretty easy. Um, once again, I uh, you know actually maybe it's not. Uh, the, these are really two characters I don't care that much for. Um, oh, I will vote for Shran really just because of Jeffrey Combs. Paul, Shran. <sighs> I think he's a good character, but to be honest, if seven of nine came around my house, I could have lots of fun trying to find all their implants. So seven of nine. Uh, vote for seven of nine. Two of them are really easy to find. Uh, Christy. <laughs> oh man. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, this is really hard because okay, I don't particularly love Shran. I love Jeffrey Combs. I don't particularly like Seven of Nine or Jerry Ryan for that matter. But, okay, this is going to be, like, the perspective of the girl. Okay, when I was watching Voyager, and they introduced Seven of Nine, I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? They're introducing this hot, bored character. What the fuck? And then it became something truly amazing. It was her regaining her humanity. Can Borg 
like really regain what they were before if they are separated from the collective. It's something really interesting to think about. And not only that, we found out who she was before she was captured by the Borg. And though I thought the Chakotay thing and even the doctor thing before that was kind of stupid, I think that if you take away her boobs and her really tall shoes, she's still more an interesting social um, commentary than Shran is. So I'm going to vote for Seven of Nine, even though I like Enterprise better. Oh, for Seven of Nine. John? So, yeah, I, I'm still definitely going to throw my vote behind Seven. And uh, as much as I love Shran and as much as I love Jeffrey Combs, uh, it, here's the thing about Seven. Um one time, uh, Brandon Braga was at, I was shooting an interview, and and he was asked about um, you know what do you do when you introduce a controversial character? You know what happened? How how do you handle that controversy? And he said, "Look, you embrace it, and then you go on to make a kick ass character." And and that's what they did. I mean, they very wisely cast this role with a beautiful woman and made her visually striking. That was the easy part. But the hard part and the part that they accomplished really, really well was to give Seven a lot of depth. And I would put her up there with any of the great Star Trek characters. Um, it, it is about the reflection of humanity that we find in her. It is about um, the, the loss of humanity through the Borg. She's also a metaphor for rape. Um, and this was something we've talked to Brandon a lot about how her violation is part of the thing that she is trying to overcome and put sort of put that back together, put her humanity back together. And will she or won't she ever get there? And uh, the, the tragedy of that is played beautifully that um, within the series, she nearly dies by trying to gain back the emotional element of her life. Um, it's fantastic. It's one of the great tragic characters of science fiction, not just Star Trek. So I'll wholeheartedly say seven again. Yussi. I think Yussi. the best pick is whatever Alan's pick is. I was just about to do the same thing. Yussi, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Um, John, why are you making feel a little bit guilty, but here's the thing. Uh, Seven of Nine is um, a character that I believe uh, Jerry Ryan did give a bit of depth to, but Shran for me has the greater depth, and he's got my vote. Uh, you definitely have my vote for drunkest panelist, um, Terrace. <laughs> um, that was a great spiel about, uh, uh, well, two great spiels about uh, Seven of Nine. Very interesting, and uh, one of the reasons she got a vote was for her earlier to that uh, she had two great reasons uh, for her uh, vote. So for being the best character. And I would actually argue that she is, has only one great reason and that's her outfit. And plus Shran would not look as good as she does in that outfit. So I have to vote seven of nine. I disagree. Alan. 
Oh, man. Okay. So here's how you look at this. Seven of nine is an incredibly hot chick. An incredibly hot chick. And her character and her uh, her acting is great. And it transcends, hey, here's this hot, dumb, here's this chick that just looks hot. Can she put up or is she going to shut up? Well, she puts up and she's great. Um, great episodes in Voyager featuring her. Fe- uh, featuring her. Take Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs is a throwaway. A non-character. Who cares? We have this character, Wayun. Who cares? Okay, we're doing this new TV series called Enterprise. Who cares? Oh, you know what? We have some Andorians. Yawn. Who cares? From that perspective, he walks into his characters. Doesn't matter which. It could be Brunt. And he walks in as a powerhouse. And he takes a character and he rules it hard. And he comes out memorable he comes out fantastic the guy is a fucking icon shran the joke character of an andorian is the star the one thing we regret about star trek enterprise season five is that we did not get to see shran on the bridge it's fucking shran guys chris um People people say that you know Seven of Nine is more than just a, a cracking pair of tits, but I'm not going to hold that against her. Seven of Nine. <laughs> it is all tied up. It comes down to me. Oh, come on, Combs. <laughs> that is why I can't vote for Shran. The what you exactly oh. just exactly what you just said because you did not say Shran. You said Jeffrey Combs. This is not best Star Trek actor. This is best Star Trek character. And the character of Seven Nine is 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 a pool. It's much deeper than Shran could get because Shran only has seven episodes. I think. I, I mean, Shran doesn't have the 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 amount of screen time that Seven Nine had to develop, and they developed her. One of the few characters on Voyager that they developed. Uh, they they learned their lesson when they got to Enterprise. There, there's only one Enterprise character they really didn't develop at all, but everybody else got a little bit of something. Uh, Voyager was floundering, at least for me, with a lack of character development. I didn't care about anybody on that cast except for the Doctor. And then they brought in Seven and Nine. I'm like, oh, they just brought in a hot chick just because she's hot. And then her her episodes are very interesting and engaging. And I'm like, oh, oh, you know what? I actually like seven and nine. And then I go look back and season seven is nothing but doctor and seven and nine episodes. So, uh, I'm going to vote for seven and nine, seven and okay. nine. Damon, let me put one sentence to you. What? The Andorian mining consortium runs from no one. Okay. Uh, seven that's a nine. great line for Wait, Shran. I can't believe you're ignoring that. Let me say something else. Pink skin, which is like the stupidest thing ever. No, it's fucking great. Yeah. I'm not a pink skin. Um, seven of nine is moving on. <laughs> we are on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is Trip Tucker versus Quark. Uh, this uh, this is kind of an interesting matchup. Um, I like Quark a lot. I don't think he should have beaten Kirk in the last round or Picard in the last round. So, do I go with the spite? Quark would go with spite. Yeah, he would go with spite. So I will vote for Quark by voting for Trip Tucker. Uh, vote for Trip Tucker. Paul. 
Ooh. It's a difficult one. I think that these are two characters that the respective series just wouldn't be the same or just wouldn't work without. Uh, but since I do an Enterprise podcast, I should probably vote for Trip. So Trip. Chris, uh, Christy. Um, this is sort of hard just because um, Trip Tucker is one of the few people that have a lot of character development on Enterprise, and I do appreciate him, but I think I, I have more of a relationship with him on um, Stargate Atlantis, actually. And maybe that's why I like him so much on Enterprise. Quark, however, is one of my absolute favorite characters in Star Trek the entirety. Um, he introduces us not to just Ferengi and all that it is to be Ferengi because of his brother and his nephew who are very different than him, but also to the other aliens in um, uh, relation to DS9. Uh, he lets us understand more um, of Odo which is one of the best friendships. Like, you talk about the friendship of Kirk and Spock. The second one for me is Quark and Odo. And um, Sharman Immerman, Shimmer, oh, blah, 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 blah. Armin Shimmerman knew from the very beginning who Quark was, and he was the only actor who knew who Quark was. Everybody else on DS9 had to kind of figure it out, which is understandable. Um, but I am absolutely 100% behind Quark. Mr. World Champion? <laughs> um, I, here's my secret to watching Enterprise for people who kind of gave up on it or they heard bad things about it. Um, I always tell people to watch either season four and then go back to the beginning, one, two, and three, or watch three and four and then go back to the beginning with one and two because when you do that you're invested in the characters and you can forgive the crappy episodes because there are a lot of crappy episodes individually in seasons one and two but being invested in the characters makes it a very different show and one of those characters that i got invested in was trip um uh, not only is the acting terrific, uh, but they did a lot of smart things by that character. I, I like the uh, the change that occurs in, in him uh, when we learn about the death of uh, his sister and kind of the, the destruction of his, you know, his, his home state. Um, I thought the the relationship that he had with T'Pol, uh yeah, it could have felt forced and awkward and could have been that jump the shark moment, uh, but they didn't let it become that. And in fact, I thought the tragedy of that relationship was a really great move on the part of the show. Um, all of that really adds up to a terrific character. And uh, with the exception of the final episode, don't watch that. Just stop with Terra Prime. Um, so I, I will give my vote again to Trip. Uh, vote for Trip Tucker. Yassi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm still here, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> because <laughs> 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 I'm 
but I feel that he, he failed in that, you know, <laughs> penultimate uh, uh, aspect of, of what he was fighting for. Uh, I just feel that Quark, I know if, I, I voted against him in, in, in the first round, but he, he's amazing. And Trip is another, you know, anti-Vulcan racist. I'm sorry. It, 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 he's just until, not... Until he finds out how good that vagina feels. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said it. <laughs> well, if I can say it, you were going to say it, so... I vote Quark. Yes. Uh, vote for Quark. Terrace. Yeah, uh, you know, Trip did have a lot of character development, and and we and at the beginning we wanted to know more about him for sure. And, but I think Quark is a better character because when we first were introduced to the fact that there was any Ferengi on uh, Deep Space Nine, it was like a what the fuck moment. It was like, are you kidding? They're this terrible. What what have you done? But as we as we grow with the series, I think we want to hear more and more about the Ferengi. So I think uh, as a character, he's, he's done an outstanding job of developing my uh, um, desire to hear more about his character and about his, his race. So uh, Cork all the way. Alan. Oh man. <sighs> I don't know which way I want to go on this. But anyway, while Trip, I'll put it this way. While Trip is thinking about tapping that Vulcan V, Quark writes it into the contract. It's Quark, ladies and gentlemen. He gives her a book on Umats. Chris? Uh, I completely agree with what Christy said earlier, but don't tell her because she'll hold it again. You know, she'll, she'll bring it back up at some point. Um. Except for the fact that I think that Odo and Quark is a more interesting friendship than, than Kirk and Spock. My vote is wholly behind Quark. Uh, vote for Quark. And uh, as everyone knows, Trip Tucker is from Florida. Can and... I say something real quick? No. Racist. Just really, really quick. Okay. About Trip. And I think Trip is awesome. But the problem is, is he has every stupid, pretentious problem that every other human has in this future and quark is just like fuck that i'm just gonna do what i do and he does so basically you're saying future humans are racist or oh, no, rapists I, no, no, no. i'm not saying that they're racist and i'm not saying that they're rapists i'm saying they're full of themselves so you're saying you're pro-rape is what you're, what saying. you're saying no i'm saying i'm pro-umox okay so quark is moving on trip tucker's from florida he's probably going to be on bad salts and eat your face we're on to our next fight. Um, <laughs> it is Q versus Spock. Uh, yeah, this is an easy one. It's Q versus Spock. It, and, and and it is an easy one because it, it's Spock. Uh, you know, Q's a, a cute character. He's got some great character moments, but uh, I like Spock more than I like Q. So I'm going to go with uh, Spock. Mike? Uh, Q almost manages to pull off something really good. Uh, his first appearance in uh, Encounter at Farpoint uh, was great. His uh, his appearance uh, in Tapestry and in All Good Things was great. I think 
Uh, he appears in my favorite episode of Deep Space Nine. Uh, but then he follows it up with that kind of shitty Civil War one. And that reminded me that while I liked Q a lot, I'd say half the Q episodes for me just kind of fell flat or they were comic relief or they had some pretty large glaring kind of plot holes. Um, interesting idea, but uh, I think they, they kind of found that this omnipotent character that is so above humans yet continually behaves like a human uh, really was kind of problematic and they had to sort of morph him into something a little bit different. Um and and that wasn't a character evolution or a character arc. That was just a a kind of changing it to try and make it work. Whereas Spock uh, always worked, and Spock actually has a a, a very large and interesting character arc uh, throughout decades of Star Trek. Um, so if if Spock loses here to Q, uh, I will be most disappointed because hopefully I can talk more at length on Spock later. Paul. Uh, I really like Q in the next generation because similar to Spock, he kind of points out things about humanity. That's what he's there as a, a vehicle to do. But then when you get to Voyager, it's almost the opposite. It's vo- the Voyager crew are help fixing the Q's problems, which kind of undermines the Q as a species for me. So Spock. Uh, vote for Spock. Christy. Yeah, Voyager was kind of rapey. It was kind of weird. Um, Q and and Janeway. Uh, I really do enjoy Q. Um, if it weren't for Q, we wouldn't be introduced to the Borg, and we wouldn't have many interesting episodes. However, we wouldn't have um, I'm a Memory Man, or whatever that fucking Robin Hood episode was. I hate um, holodeck episodes, I do. Um, guess what episodes of Spock I hate? None. I'm voting for Spock. Even Please. Spock's brain? I love Spock's brain. Brain and brain! What is brain? Uh, Mr. Champion? <laughs> Alright, so Q's a great character. I got mad love for Q. Um, he, uh, he represents a lot of the worst of human traits. And then I guess part of the problem later down the road is that Q has to keep coming back to humans. Oh, he's got a problem he can't solve, so he has to come back to humans. He's got godlike powers, but he just has to come back to humans. Spock, um, on the other hand, is a little more subtle than that. You know, uh, we hold up Spock as a representation of Vulcan culture. And we get to look at Vulcan culture and, and particularly in the original series, we get to say, well, look, you know, here's an alternative for us. We can learn something from them, but we don't want to be too much like them because then we lose something that is essentially human. And, um, and, and that's the struggle in all the characters throughout Star Trek. Uh, so you can look at Spock as an individual character. The, uh, the, the, the sacrifice that he makes, what he learns, how he changes to become that guy. But you can also look at him as kind of the, the icon. Um, so in this round, it's a lot easier for me to say, yeah, absolutely, uh, Spock wins over Q. Uh, Yussi, Terrace, Alan, or Chris, any of you want to, like, champion Q? Because Spock is already moving on. Spock's uh, too much. Spock. Too yeah. good. Yeah, he's a power host. Yeah, all right, then. It, that would have been a clean, clean sweep. Spock is into the next round. 
We are on to our next fight. Yessi, this one is yours. It is Worf versus Gull Dukat. I agree with whatever Alan says. I, be- I was going to say, I'll, say, I'll take his vote for it. I believe you are still muted, Yessi. Am I there? There you yes. are. Okay. Um, Dukat is an amazing character. He, he is what Cisco needed, needed to oppose uh, in order to become the Cisco. But Worf is, I don't know, he, he's something beyond. He, you know, he, he keeps us interested through a dozen seasons. And uh, that's something that uh, Dukat can't manage. So Worf. Uh, vote for Worf. Uh, Terrace. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, Worf, like I said, we want more. We want to know more about him. We want to know his struggle between uh, his human parents and his uh, his uh, heritage. And and Guldicott, although we're interested in the character, he plays just a particular role as a villain that's not... It's While interesting, is he's not going to develop outside the role of a villain where, where Worf is going to develop more and more. So Worf, for sure. Uh, vote for Worf. Alan. Okay, here's what I got to say. This is for John. <laughs> well, I was at the oh, Hollywood, dear God. Well, I was at the Hollywood Expo yeah. in the audience, all drunk off my ass. Um, recording po- so. Yeah, exactly. Recording, uh, uh, recording a couple uh, things for a Trek cast. Mary turned around and shushed me, shushed me. <laughs> and then <laughs> Michael Dorn told me to shut up from the stage. <laughs> so my vote is for Galdukat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, whatever it was, Helen, you had it coming. So, uh, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> it happens. That's 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 Trek fans for you. I love it. I love it. Uh, Chris. I, I'm desperately racking my brain for a reasonable excuse to vote for Gull Ducat. Um, I, I, I'm going to vote for... I don't think you'll be able to sway me. I, I think Worf has too much to bring to the table. Gull Ducat is an excellent character. He is the villain of Deep Space Nine. He's the only... Even even when the Dominion War and everything's going on, you've got the female changing and stuff like that, it's it's still Ducat that you're fearful of more than anybody else. But I think Worf just, just has too much. He, he's too much for Ducat. So Worf. Uh, vote for Worf. Uh, no, no, Worf doesn't have too much for Ducat because while Worf is a, a very solid character, um, there, there's a lot, a lot of lows for Worf. Worf has a lot of low points more, more than anybody else, but that's because he has more episodes than anybody else. Uh, Ducat though, they kind of used him like a goddamn scalpel. Uh, he's a precision tool that they used well. Uh, he's a well-oiled machine. You, you know, his motives, you know, he's the bad guy. Sometimes they have to work with them. Uh, his family life, like, you know, all these things about him that I, yeah, I, I really wish I could articulate more on two hours of sleep, but I can't, uh, gold Ducat. Is 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 a perfect character for that show. I, I others have said it. Like he fits like a glove, and 
I, I don't know how I could I could vote against Gold Ducat. Uh, so I'm I'm going to vote for Gold Ducat because Worf sucks. Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to vote for D- Gold Ducat. Um, it took a long time for Worf to click as a character. Uh, I don't think he has much, uh, much in, in the way of an interesting uh, arc at the beginning of the show. Um, I mean, basically, it was kind of one note. Uh, I love Klingons, and Worf, I think, is my least favorite Klingon because he's not Klingon enough. Um, I can tell you why. Oh, why? Why you suck? I, mean, I got. I'm, it's right. my turn. Hold on. Oh damn it! Um, Shut down. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, 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 you know, I'm also going to hold that horrible haircut that he had for most of, of Next Generation. Worf becomes a much more interesting character when he gets to Deep Space Nine, uh, admittedly. Uh, he's brought in because they, they need to sort of boost the show, and he's just kind of stunt casting. Um, but people keep talking about Ducat and saying, oh, he, you know, he's just a villain. But for a while there, he wasn't. For a while there, he was on their side when he had the Klingon ship, and uh, and he was fighting against... Uh, the Klingons and fighting against the Dominion. And, and really my most heartbreaking moment in all of Star Trek is when he's facing off against that Dominion fleet coming in and you know he's just going to be completely obliterated and it turns out that he joined them. Uh, he's got, I think, one of the most fascinating character arcs from beginning to end. He is a patriot. He loves his people. He loves his daughter. But all of these things, all of these situations keep popping up. That, that create this tragedy in the character that, that really is un, unlike anything else in Star Trek. I think, I mean, we talked about Seven of Nine uh, and the, the tragedy there, but I think the tragedy here of Gul Dukat is, is even larger because it's not a personal tragedy. It's a man who loses his world, loses his entire way of life and his place in the universe on the big scale and then loses his daughter in the small scale and loses everything that meant anything to him over the course of this show. Uh, the performance is incredible. You hate him even when he is on the, the side of the good guys. Um, Worf is a great character, but he's got like Damon said, ups and downs, horrible episodes, great episodes. But I think he really, he spends seven years on the enterprise six, at least five of the years on, on the enterprise really just kind of, trying to find his way and he doesn't really get it till he gets to deep space nine. And one of the reasons is because of the strength of deep space nine. And one of the reasons deep space nine was as good a show as it was, was because of Gul Dukat. Uh, Gul Dukat is the other side of the coin from Cisco. It, it does not work without him. So uh, for me, it's, it's just so much Gul Dukat that I, I can't even express it more. Paul. Well, that was a fucking incredible, incredible. Uh, I have so Argument. much to say. Hurry awesome. Up, Paul. <laughs> uh, I've never really liked Worf as a character. I think Klingon episodes kind of boring. I think Klingons as a species kind of stupid. Um, sometimes Worf episodes, I'd rather have Bollock than watch them. So do cat. Christy. Okay. Gook. Duke, uh, oh my god, I'm so drunk, I can't even put my letters in place. Golducott, more than just a villain, he thinks, he thinks that he is a good guy. He has more depth than any other character in Star Trek from beginning to end. He thinks that he is the savior of the Bajorans, even though he wants to subjectify them 
It's insane. He thinks that he's doing good. And Worf, okay, he's not a Klingon. He's not a human. He's just Starfleet. And I find that very boring. I do love Worf, and I love what they did with him on DS9, and I love what they did with him with Dax, but it has no comparison to the depth of, du- of Gold Ducat. Gold Ducat thinks that he is doing the right thing in every vein. Every vein. Even when he is tricking Kai Wen. He thinks that he is doing the right thing. And whether that's right or wrong, the fact that he believes that that is so is so much more powerful and more real than anything else that's going on in the Federation in this fantasy world. I I feel like that's a lot of the reason why people have problems with DS9, because it's so different than the Gene Roddenberry portrayal of Star Trek. But I love religion and politics, and I love conflict when it's not my own conflict. I don't like conflict personally, but... It's, it's something that is there. It's something that is always there between everybody. And if it's a fight between Worf and Dukat, Dukat absolutely moves through. Uh, Dukat has enough to win, but John, do you, want, do you want to wax poetic about either one of these guys? Well, you know, I do have something to say, Damon. Thank you for asking. Um, I, I think that Worf, for whatever reason, I, I'm just not that interested in like i'm not i don't feel invested in that character very much like he's around and you 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 kind of sort of look forward to him but i i i just i'm not that into him or maybe i'm just not into klingons for some reason uh gold ducat has a lot of there's a lot of kind of nuance and interest and i i'm just sort of fascinated by um as was so well said before, the idea that he's a bad guy who thinks that he's doing good. And that's something that Star Trek does very well, is that even if we completely disagree, we can start to see kind of the humanity and the reasoning behind those who are the opposition. Um, But with all that said, I think um, if both Michael Dorn and Mary shushed Alan then I have to throw my weight between uh, behind uh, Michael Dorn. <laughs> so uh, wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Golden well, I was pretty fucked up. <laughs> Par usual, Alan. Uh, Golden Cut is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, John, it's you again. It is Doctor Fox versus Scotty. Wow. Okay. So, uh, two characters that I like an awful lot. Um, equally so, I would even say. Um, I felt like I made a pretty good case for Scotty versus Yar. Uh, that one was kind of easy for me. And I even feel like Phlox versus O'Brien was pretty easy. Um, you know, I, it, I think in one of the earlier rounds, we kind of came down to this thing of like, who would you rather hang out with? You know, who would you rather have on your team? And uh, they're both amiable characters. They they, they kind of serve a, a similar purpose on both shows, even though their jobs are very different. Um, man, I, th- this one shouldn't be that hard for me, but it really is. Uh, I, I feel like Scotty 
because he is, you know, one among many um, in a cast structure that really valued the stars, that really valued Kirk, Spock, McCoy, um, had less to do than he could or should have. Um, John Billingsley was fortunate that when he was cast as Flocks, he was in a show that was treated more like an ensemble. You still had the breakouts. Um, and you still had the major characters. You had to focus on Archer more. Um, but I feel like he was given a little more fair time uh, from the writers and producers of Enterprise. Um, you know, I, I'm going to, maybe this is against my better judgment here, but I'm going to say Flocks for, uh, for this round. Uh, vote for Dr. Flocks. Yes. Yes, he? No, I, I think he's there. I think he unmuted and then passed out. <laughs> I almost said that. Is it porn? Is it porn? It, can you hear porn on the TV? No. Go Europe. <laughs> That's not Europe. He's in Asia. Technically. Go nearly yeah. Europe. Yossi? Are you, I guess he's not there. <laughs> so we will skip to Terrace. You don't have to go for him. Terrace? Awesome. This actually is a, a difficult one. I really likes, uh, like Dr. Uh, Felix, but I think that uh, Scotty asked to. I have to go. I have to go with Scott. He simply is the classic guy, and 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 even though you had the triangle with McCoy and and Kirk and Spock, I think that Scotty was always the one that you wanted to break into that circle. You wanted to know more about him, and uh, so I I think my desire to know more about Scotty is uh, uh, leads me to that vote. So I, I'm going to vote Scotty. Be the traditionalist and, and vote Scotty. Alan. Man, this is this is actually kind of it's strange. These these fights are coming up, and they're surprisingly tough. Um, Scotty takes care of biz. You need something done. Engines blowing up. You need this active. You need whatever a solution. Figure out. Scotty comes through. Here's the thing about Doctor Flox, and you cannot separate Doctor Flox from John Billingsley, and John Billingsley. Is an incredibly. I'm, I'm going to say this right now because he may not be moving through. In the same convention I was at, where Michael Dorn and Mary were yelling at me, um, John Billingsley was the coolest dude, and he he completely appreciates the fans and gave me a complete breakdown in working class acting in the auditioning process. And uh, it's a breakout character. I, I have to go with John Billingsley. He, he's rock solid. Hey, by the way, at that same convention, uh, John Billingsley asked me later, who is that guy that wouldn't shut up? <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't talking during his. I wasn't talking during his. When he was on oh, oh, one more. Well, here, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One more thing. Um, Tripper, Trip Tucker, and uh, whoever the security guy was flaked out on the convention. The only person from the Enterprise panel there. Uh, it, it was. Only, yeah, Malcolm. The only person that was there was John Billingsley. And the cool thing was he had just uh, shot a bunch of True Blood stuff. And he was talking about True Blood and uh, as well as the stuff on Enterprise. But he was up there as a one-man show as the only person didn't flake out. Mostly probably because he lives in, in the Valley or something. But uh, 
But uh, it's Dr. Flox all the way. A vote for Flox. Chris? I, I love both of these characters. They're, they're both very, very good. I think, I think that Scotty, as an engineer, is as good as they get. Um, he's a miracle worker and a magician. But, but Flox's brand of medicine is something that's, that's refreshing for, for Star Trek. It's not, not everything is done with a, with a hyperspray. He's a lot more tactile, and he's got all of his pets and things that provide him with medicine. He got rid of Borg nanoprobes by irradiating himself, which I think is, uh, take it or take or leave the Borg episode, but I think that's one of the, one of the great moments of, of Flox is the fact that he put himself into a chamber and irradiated himself to get rid of the Borg nanoprobe. So I will vote for Phlox. Uh, another vote for Phlox. I too will be voting for Phlox because I like Dr. Phlox. And I think John was uh, said it right. Uh, Scotty suffers from being a smaller, a small part of a, not really even an ensemble, it's just a small piece of that, that show. Whereas Dr. Phlox is doctor on a Star Trek show. So he, he had a... Right. Not yet, Christy. Not yet. <laughs> hey, by uh, the way, the good news is that even if Flox had to irradiate himself to get rid of those nanoprobes, he can cure it all with a little con blood. See? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Ortiz? I, uh, I really do not understand the, the Flox love. Um, I watched almost every episode of Enterprise. Uh, he was interesting. He was a neat doctor, but I don't, I just don't really get, I mean, I really didn't connect, you know, strongly with any of the characters on the show. Um, you know, I, I know it, it, it gets a lot of post cancellation love, but, uh, but clearly something in the show was not connecting with, with not just me, but with a lot of people. Um, and I think we're forgetting one very crucial thing about Scotty is he wore a red shirt and he did not die. Scotty. Christy? He didn't die until they had to make a new person called Welshie in um, Futurama. Um, okay, so if it comes down to this, me um, picking between Flox and Scotty, the two people that I am sexually attracted to in all of Star Trek and the only two people that I am sexually attracted to in Star Trek. And I'm sorry to say that since I am the only girl here and I am not well represented in the female populace, I feel. Um, Scotty was an engineer. He was, was he a brilliant engineer or did he just know what to say to Kirk? Uh, it'll take about an hour, Captain. Make it 30 minutes, okay. Or Flox, who actually had, like, 32 degrees in different sciences. Um, it was an accident that he was even on the NX-01. Um, the only Denobulan that we know, a real person struggling with racism himself, um, with his children. Um... I feel like Flox was a real character where Scotty was just a 1960s insert. Um, I think there's a lot more to Flox than people give him credit for. And it's not just because that I think um, Billingsley is attractive. Um, 
he had a lot to do and say within the episodes, the smart episodes of Enterprise. And every single one starring him was one of the top episodes of Enterprise. Um, what, even if you didn't like the whole uh, Klingon um, cop-out, I guess, for why they have ridges or not. Um, my vote is definitely with Flocks. A vote for Flocks. Flocks has enough votes now to win. Uh, Paul, anything from you? Get down. Get down. That's it. Uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, I've got. I've got to say, I Scotty for me is used mainly for comic relief. Uh, but I do really like the character. And I am a huge Enterprise fan, and I think that most of the best Enterprise episodes either involve flocks or focus around flocks. So this is a really, really tough one. Um, I think I have to vote for Scotty. So, Scotty. Uh, Vote for Scotty. But Dr. Fox is moving on. Uh, we are on to our next fight. Uh, we're going right back to you again, Paul. It is Dr. McCoy versus the Doctor. Uh, I think the Doctor was kind of most successful and most charming when he was kind of doing his bonesisms. He's kind of, I'm a Doctor, not a insert, whatever it might be there. Uh, however, I think that in the original series, McCoy's only one part of a three-piece puzzle, whereas the Doctor and Voyager is really the only standout character until Seven and Nine comes along. Um, I think I'm going to vote for the Doctor because I don't think Voyager would have succeeded as a series past Season 3 if he wasn't involved with it. So, the Doctor. I'll vote for the Doctor. Christy. I believe you're muted, Christy. Christy? I'm so sorry. Hey, I'm here. Okay, what? What's going on? It's Dr. McCoy versus the Doctor. Um, this is actually very hard because the Doctor was one of the few characters on Voyager that was worth a damn. And McCoy is part of the triumvirate that was the original series. Um... I'm going to say McCoy for now, but my vote may be Slade. Mr. Champion. Oh, man. Um, I like them both, you know. Um, McCoy, like I said earlier, is the guy that I find myself watching when I watch the original series. Even if he's not doing anything, even if he's not an important focus of the scene, I find myself watching him. Um, the doctor, uh, uh, as portrayed by Bob Picardo is so interesting and so funny. Um, but they made him more than just the comic relief. And, uh, that's due to the actor just kind of, kind of realizing what they had that was good in him and then kind of, uh, taking it and running with it. Um, we see more growth in the doctor, we see more development in him, um, with McCoy, 
you know, a, as bad a movie as Star Trek V is, uh, it, it was kind of nice that we finally got something more out of the McCoy character uh, and the, the reveal about his father. Um, and then I do love the character as portrayed by Carl Urban. We just don't have enough of him. Um, so in terms of kind of the, the weight, the size of the character and, and the vastness of what we're given, I think the doctor from Voyager actually wins here. Um, but who do I like more? Well, it, it may just come down to what I'm watching that day. Uh, so right now, I'm going to give my vote to McCoy. I will try again. Yassi, are you alive? Is that you, Yassi? Hold on, I'm trying to beat off. No, that's, oh, that's Alan. Alan. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> no, it's not. It was, that was not me. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it, it's not really that hard. You don't have to try. Anyway, uh, just Tara. just do it. Uh, Tara, <laughs> do there is ahead. no try. You can get a how pill. Did, how did Yoda get on this list? I was going to say that's a different. <laughs> um, I like I like them both. I really like how the doctor is developed uh, throughout the series. He brings a lot to the table and he is, as many have uh, mentioned already that he is Voyager. The doctor also, uh, I think is, I would say developed more than McCoy, but the thing with McCoy's character, they nailed it. It was exactly what he should have been exactly what Star Trek needed. And he's memorable for that. And, uh, we, we come to love him. I, uh, when uh, when when he grows old, we get sad. When he when he's uh, when he's when he's mad, we're, 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 we laugh or or cry with him. So I, I I I like McCoy not not because he is particularly developed all the way through the shows, but because he's exactly the character he should be. I think I think they did a great job and and they nailed him. So I'm going to vote McCoy. A vote for McCoy. Uh, Alan. Uh, Keep me it really quick. It's really easy to be something when somebody else has done it. McCoy. He was the first. I love love, uh, the Doctor from Voyager, but McCoy did it first. Chris. Yeah, I'm kind of going along with what people are saying so far. Um, the the Doctor in Voyager stands out being the most interesting character in probably the least interesting cast, whereas McCoy shines through ahead of Kirk and Spock at some points in, in TOS, so I will go with McCoy. Uh, vote for McCoy. Now, I would love, I'm, I'm doing this on my phone, so I can't actually uh, see these messages people are sending me, so if you're sending me a message, I can't see you. Uh, let's see... Uh, McCoy has already won. Mike, do you have anything to say about the Doctor from Voyager? Nope. All right. McCoy is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is Cisco versus Data. Uh, Cisco is a better character than Data. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Data. Data's fine. Uh, I just like Cisco more. So I'm voting for Cisco. Mike? 
Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Cisco. <laughs> um, but uh, I am voting for Data. Uh, even though in many ways uh, Cisco is is a better character in general, um, one of the things about Deep Space Nine and about Cisco in gen- Cisco specifically is I don't think they're particularly uh, Star Trek. Uh, they're kind of an anomaly. Uh, while I love the fact that this is really the only time uh, Star Trek embraces uh, spirituality in any way, um, I think Cisco and, and his arc also kind of demonstrate how they didn't really have a, they didn't always kind of know how to handle it, how to work that in. Um, so while it's a great character arc and it's a classic uh, heroic mythology uh, evolution, um, data symbolizes something that's far more Star Trek, which is that kind of what, what does it mean to be a human? Uh, it, it's many ways. What's what happened with Spock, uh, you know, each show, you know, seven of nine has some of this. Uh, it's really kind of a classic Star Trek trope, that character that's the outsider that uh, that's looking at humanity, commenting on humanity, uh, yet is, is a part of humanity, though strangely is actually still one of us. Uh, Cisco doesn't really have that. Cisco is almost a character from a non Star Trek show put into the Star Trek universe. And that uniqueness, I think makes deep space nine, my favorite Star Trek, but it also makes deep space nine in many ways, the least Star Trek of all Star Treks. Um, it's not about exploration, uh, in many ways. Um, so even though Cisco, I may like more, uh, I think data is more kind of symbolic of what Star Trek to me is really all about. Um, and you know, it just comes down to actually, I I believe, uh, this is the, I believe this is something that, that, uh, John actually coined on our show is if I had to throw an episode in right now, uh, it would much more likely be a data episode than a Cisco. So data. Uh, vote for data, Paul. I think Mike just, uh, on the head. Is a more Star Trek character, and also if I look at all of Star Trek, I probably get more enjoyment out of episodes that focus around Data than I do that focus around Cisco. So, Data. Christy, if you're there, I am here. Um, this is really hard. Um, Cisco is human and has human problems. However. He is half profit and has profit problems. Um, but I think data is more essential to discovering what it is to be human than Cisco. Um, so I will vote for data. Uh, vote for data. Mr. John Champion. Well, I think Mike already, uh, he, he said, he summed up beautifully kind of my take on it. Um, and I think we're kind of getting to that point now where what we're looking at is just who do we like better? You know, who, who do we want to watch right now when you put a disc in um, or queue it up on Netflix or whatever? Um, 
I, I do like data better. I'll also throw out this little uh, tidbit that we're also getting to that point where we also kind of look at the actor behind the character. Um, and we've done a little bit of that throughout. And uh, say what you will about uh, Brent Spiner. I think if you look at um, Avery Brooks and uh, all of us have been to conventions, we've seen Avery Brooks uh, on stage. Um, he, he just, he's got a little bit of that crazy bug um, and that kind of makes me a little bit of afraid of him. So uh, I'm going to go with Data because I'm less afraid of Brent Spiner than I am of Avery Brooks. Uh, vote for Data. Uh, Terrace. Um, I, you know what? I, if I be honest about this whole thing, I'm, I, I'm not a very big fan of Cisco. I feel that he was not developed very much. I, th- I thought that he kind of stayed gray and the same all the way through the, through the series. Uh, I, I know that he's got, you know, he, he becomes a prophet and all that other stuff, but he, his character seems to be static in a lot of ways. And, and data, at least we get some, some strange emotion to, through him, even though he's emotionless, of course. So I definitely have to do, vote for data. Uh, vote for data. Alan. Oh man. I, you know, I love Cisco data is, uh, transcends the role. It's data. Well, Data is pretty much one. Uh, Chris? Uh, Data is a, is, is a great character, and he's got uh, moments and an arc that stand, stands up to, against anybody in, in Star Trek. But, I mean, if you look at what Cisco actually does during the course of Deep Space Nine, he juggles being a single father. He doesn't want to be there at the start. He's the voice of the gods to the Bajorans. He juggles all of that along with saving the Alpha Quadrant however many times, 15 times, and he finishes his story by transcending and becoming a god. I don't know how much more character development and how much more uh, impact a single person has ever had on a series of Star Trek. If Cisco's journey, uh, it was said before when I, when I was arguing uh, probably against Cisco, but his, uh, I'm going to get someone else, but Cisco's journey is Deep Space Nine. And if you have a love for Deep Space Nine, you, the part of that love has to be the journey of, of Cisco from someone who did not want to be there to becoming a god. It's, it's a fantastic journey and he's a fantastic character. So I will go with Cisco. But then that, that plea didn't seem to uh, change anybody. And Data is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Uh, yeah, Alan, this one's yours. It is Garrick versus Kai Wen. Man, it's it, uh, it, it's Garrick. I like Kai Wen, but Kai Wen is to me cheap villain. Uh, Garrick just has so much more depth and just such a great. Great actor, great character, and I know she won a no, she won Academy Award. But hey, Garrick was in Hellraiser. A uh, vote for Garrick, Chris. I, I probably will vote vote for Garrick because uh, I think that he 
is the most interesting character that you'll find in in Star. Well, yeah, yeah, probably the most interesting character because you don't you don't really know anything about him. I mean, he has the line lines with with Bashir. You know, what did you tell me that was true? All of it was true. What, including the lies, especially the lies that you know you don't get that sort of dialogue from anybody else in the series. But but Win is is awesome. Um, I wouldn't want to detract from the amount of uh, hatred I have for that character. And for me to hate a character that much, they have to be a great character. But I will go with uh, with Garrick. Uh, vote for Garrick. Um, yeah. All you people who are talking about how much you hate Kai Wen, it's because she's an amazing character and you're supposed to hate her. Uh, I, I don't think she she might be a perfect anti-hero, anti-villain antagonist. Uh, she She's perfect. You hate her. You're supposed to hate her. And I, I love her for it. I, I've said it before on the show when I was watching her in another movie or TV show and she was playing a goddamn grandmother. I couldn't fucking stand her. I'm like, I hate her. And then I realized I don't hate her. I hate the character. I hate the character of Kai Wen or Vedic Wen, which is what she started out as. She's an amazing character. And I love Garrick to death. But I, I honestly, I Garrick, I, I could lose Garrick and I, I think I'd be fine. Kai Wen. Kai Wen is is a part of the Deep Space Nine Holy Trilogy of Cisco, Kai Wen, and Golden Kai. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Kai Wen, uh, Mike. Um, I actually uh, disagree. I think that you can hate a hate a character without it necessarily being uh, a a particularly interesting character. I think the hate is because she's really one note um, of all of the villains. Uh, in Star Trek, her she's kind of the most transparent. I mean, we talked about Gul Dukat, we've talked about Khan and things like that. But really, uh, for me, the most interesting villains are the villains who have some some reason other than just "Hey, I I want power for myself." Um, you know, those are those are villains from children's cartoons, and uh, she has no subtext. She has no nothing interesting. Uh, she's really just kind of a thinly veiled shot at at uh um uh, american uh religious leaders uh really there's there's nothing there other than to hate her um whereas garrick it's the opposite garrick uh i don't know if i should hate him i don't know if i should like him i don't know how to react to him because he's kind of this strangely nebulous thing uh he's a spy uh he's infinitely likable but he's also kind of terrifying and and there's always kind of moments of we really even all the way to the end don't know whose side he's on other than Garrick's. And maybe that's the thing is Garrick and, and Wynn, ultimately they're both just about themselves, but Wynn does it in a way that you see pretty much on every TV show across or, or movie. Um, that that type of villain is one of kind of the oldest tropes in, in all of fiction. Whereas Garrick, uh, he's not even a villain and he's still someone who's out entirely for himself. So because he's so vague and ambiguous and there's really nothing else in Star Trek like him, uh, I think I'll vote for Garrick. Uh, Paul. Uh, here's the thing, you could do a series of Star Trek that was based around Garrick as the main character uh, you could not do a series around Star Trek based around Kai Wynn because it would be like fanny farting in the audience face and by that I mean the British sense of fanny farting and not the American one, so Garrick uh, Vote for Garrick, Christy 
Garrick. Another vote for Garrick. Uh, let's see, who went first on that one? I don't know. Oh, Alan. Uh, so let's see, John or Terrace, do you have anything to say about Kai Wen? Try and say it's Salvager? No, I'm just going to no. go with uh, Christie's logic and say Garrick. Uh, I like I like your <laughs> I like, awesome. I like your uh, argument, Damon, about why we should pick her. But I, I do believe Garrick is better uh, character for sure. He and Garrick makes, wins in a fight. He, he actually makes Bashir a better character, also. Uh, fuck you, Mike. Garrick takes the win. Uh, John. This night's fight is yours. It's for a spot in the final four. It is seven of nine versus Quark. Um, you know, I, I think I've uh, I've made my case so far on uh, why I think that Seven is such a great character. Um, and at, at this point in the game, you know, it just comes down to like familiarity and personal uh, preference. I'm I'm more familiar with the totality of Voyager than I am with the totality of seven of nine, uh, uh, sorry, of deep space nine. Um, I've got love for Quark. Certainly I think that Armin Shimmerman is great. Um, but my preference here is still seven for, uh, for her character development, for what she means to the series, for the role that she serves. Um, in that show's exploration of humanity. It's a very, very Star Trek thing uh, that they do extremely well with her. Seven of nine takes the win. No, wait, gets a vote. Sorry, two hours of sleep. Uh, Terrace. Uh, uh, this one is, uh, I, I think it's an interesting one, but I, I honestly have to go with Quark right here. I think that uh, Seven of Nine plays an important role in Voyager, but I think Quark, plays a much bigger and grander role in uh, Deep Space Nine. And I think that his character is actually more important to uh, Star Trek lore than uh, Seven of Nine is. Even though we got the, a little bit of insight into the Borg, I think that Quark uh, gives us insight into more characters than just the uh, Quark uh, the Fer- and the Ferengi. I think he's a, a much better character for sure. A vote for Quark. Alan. Uh, man, this is what this is breaking down into is who can defeat Spock. Um, seven of nine is basically a Vulcan ripoff. Uh, I'm not saying she's not original, but in that aspect, she's not. Quark is original. The choice here is Quark. Mr. Mitchell. Uh, seven to nine is is a very very good character, but I think I think Quark is is a step above. Um, uh, when you when you get down to the, the the nuts and bolts of it, a lot of the great storylines and and episodes of Deep Space Nine are sort of funneled through Quark, or at least his bar. He's there. He's around. He's he's part of the furniture for like every major episode of of Deep Space Nine. So I will go with Quark. Yeah, you know, and and Christy was right earlier when she said uh, Quark is our window into everything else. Like, the Federation is the Federation. Uh, Quark is not a part of the Federation. He he really is our window into how Klingons think, how Cardassians think, how how all these other alien species that they interact with on the, sh- on the, the show 
think. And he's like, oh no, the, you know, they do this. I, I'm going to do this. You know, he explains. He he talks a lot. And yeah, the Corcodo fun is fun. Uh, Mike, um, I uh, I, I think they tried really hard to make Seven of Nine uh, an interesting character, and they they l- attempted to layer a lot of meaning onto her. Um, but for me, it, it just never really worked. It was a valiant attempt, but it, it never engaged me. Uh, and I don't know if that was maybe Jerry Ryan wasn't quite the actress to pull it off. Maybe it was just the show in general had lost my interest too much. Uh, maybe it was the writing. I don't know. But Quark uh, should not have engaged me at all. I hated Ferengi uh, on Next Generation. I thought that uh, that was that was really the... One of these biggest missteps of the show was, was the creation of this race that ultimately just accomplished nothing. Um, but Quark is really the symbol of how the Ferengi actually, I mean, the term redeemed has been used uh, on this show already about the Ferengi, and Quark's really at the heart of that. Um, he's an interesting character. He's a character that I think we can relate to because we are uh, flawed in similar ways. Um, and for me, Quark just has some great moments. The moment where he, he, uh, stands up to the Klingons, the moment in the magnificent Ferengi, uh, you know, he is, is very much a hero on his own, but he still is, is kind of doing it for his own purposes. Um, and, and the quintessential Quark scene, I think I've mentioned it on this show before was the one, uh, during the, uh, I believe it was the, when the Klingons were attacking and he's in Quark's bar with Garrick and he, he explains how root beer and the Federation are the same thing. And that insight into the Federation and how it is strangely as insidious and diabolical as anything a Romulan could come up with uh, was actually just a perfect description. And, uh, and I think, and, and, you know, also Armin Shimmerman does an amazing job uh, with the character. He's uh, he's a great Ferengi and uh, he made me love the Ferengi, which is a tough thing to do. A vote for Quark. Uh, Quark has enough votes to win. Uh, Paul, Christy, anything on behalf of Seven of Nine? Mm, well, in my heart, I love Quark. In my penis, I love Seven of Nine. And I love my penis, so at least it goes to be Seven of Nine. Christy, anything for Seven of Nine? I'm going to take that as a no and hope you didn't fall off the call. Mike, you should actually be looking to see if people have fallen off the call. They're all still on there. Really? That's amazing. Yossi isn't anymore, but Christy is. Everybody's passed out. Why don't you try and re-add Yossi? Oh, because it might crash everything. We're trying anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we're probably going to need him on this next fight. That's that's what makes it really bad because it's Spock versus Goldukat, and. uh, after we try and get him back, we're, we're, we're going to go to you, Paul. Everybody's super fucked up on this four-hour fucking show. <laughs> That's because you keep fucking talking. I've been, I've been cutting it short for the last, like, eight fights. <laughs> yeah, I know, but the, the early early on, everybody always does that. Were you able to get him back on? It just says ringing. Okay. Let's just move well, on. Yep, Paul, this one is yours. It is Spock versus Golducott. That's all you. Oh, well, when it comes down to characters, I think that Ducat, you can't have Cisco without Ducat, and you can't have Kirk without Spock. So 
what it comes down to for me is I enjoy DS9 more than I enjoy the original series, so I have to go with the cat. Uh, vote for Gull Ducat. Uh, Christy, I hope you're there. Well, I have to pick Gull Ducat too. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, I, I think she got herself sick. Uh, John? <laughs> Hey, uh, super easy for me, uh, Spock. Enough said. Uh, Terrace. Yeah, it's exactly the same response. Uh, there's no contest, Spock. Uh, no contest, Spock. Uh, Alan? Oh, yeah, it's Spock. Christopher? Uh... Spock with a half vote for Gold Ducat. Uh, yeah, it's it, it wasn't Spock for me. Uh, Spock has already won. Uh, it, it, it was Gold Ducat for me. Uh, I, 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 I truly do believe he's one of the best characters ever created. Uh, Spock has holes. Spock has gaps. Spock has inconsistencies. Uh, when they when they made Gold Ducat. They they were making Gold Ducat. They're like, no, this is. They knew what they wanted to do with that guy from from the beginning. Uh, Spock, uh, pilot Spock is different from uh, the first episode of normal TOS Spock, which is also different from animated Spock, which is also different from movie Spock, which is also different from new movie Spock. Uh, he's he's not as consistent as Gold Ducat. So I. I, I Totally vote for Dalton Coldicott. Mike? Spock. Yeah, fuck you too. Spock is in the final four. Um, <laughs> who are we going to go? Uh, I'm going to jump around and go right to you there, John. It is Dr. Flox versus Dr. McCoy. Huh. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, two that I really like. It, it was harder for me to make a choice between McCoy and the holographic doctor from uh, Voyager. Um, it was easy for me to make a choice between Phlox and Scotty. Um, Phlox and McCoy, you know, I, here we are. We're, we're sort of stacking the deck here for the final rounds with the truly iconic characters, and, and I kind of see where this is going. So, um, might as well just go ahead and say McCoy and uh, see where the rest of you fall. Uh, vote for Dr. McCoy. Terrace. Yeah, I got to agree. Um, I like Fox, but um, McCoy is, is just so much more grand and, and, uh, and instantly likable in all his incarnations. I, I think uh, the, the uh, first JJ movie, uh, Again, bang! You loved McCoy right away, also. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with McCoy, also. Alan. Oh fuck! Yeah, innovator. I'm going to innovator. Going Doctor McCoy. Mister Mitchell. Uh, Flocks is great, but he is no Bones. Uh, bones is. Such a great character. Just just for the, the times when he just, uh, like Smith said before, he wanders onto the, the, to the bridge and goes, what the fuck's going on? And Kirk tells him, and he goes, well, why the fuck are you doing that? You know, that, that's what Bones does, and that's what he does really well. It adds so much to the series, so Bones. 
very, very consistent. Uh, he, you know, you might say it's boring, but that's that's what he did. They uh, like Gold Ducat, uh, Doctor McCoy. They knew what that character was when they when they created him and what he was supposed to do and what he's there to do, and he does it well. Uh, I'm voting for Mister Doctor McCoy. Uh, McCoy has enough votes to win, especially if Christie isn't back. Uh, Mike, Paul, uh, anything for Doctor Fox? Um. Honourable mention, but I think McCoy would uh, bludgeon him to death with his uh, scalpel. So, McCoy. And Christy, have you made it back? It doesn't sound like you have. Dr. McCoy into the finals. And uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Data versus Garrick. This is this is really tough. Um, both are, are interesting and and. Uh, complex characters that have had a lot of layers to them. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with data uh, primarily because, you know, it's going to come back down to this, who is more star Trek um, and, and Garrick. Uh, th- this is really my, my argument way back to um, uh, best star Trek episode is, um, you know, Garrick is about lies and duplicity and uh, obfuscation and all of those things that make him a wonderful character, but ultimately that's not what Star Trek's all about. And Data is about become, finding what is best in being human, and it's about exploring, and it's about learning, and about knowledge. And that is what Star Trek is all about, uh, for me at least. So while Garrick is an interesting character, a complex character, he is not as Star Trek a character as Data is. So, uh, Data. I vote for Data, Paul. I I was going to say Garrick until Mike spoke there. Um, so now I'm going to say Data. Mike is a son of a bitch, shark and motherfuckers left and right. Uh, John. Data. God damn it, uh, Terrace. Yeah, this is actually harder than than. You might think um, Data is the obvious choice here. I think, but uh, um, Derek, he's he's got uh, he's got so much depth, and I think that sometimes we get tired of Data. But I don't think I ever got tired of Garrick because he had so much so much interest, so, so many interesting quirks about him. Um, but I I think that I do have to wow. You know, Mike is such a shark. I don't, I, you know, his argument was very sound. So, Garrick, nah, Data. <laughs> a vote for Data. Uh, Alan, Chris, anything on behalf of Garrick? Because at all this point in time, Data's All won. day long. All day long, guys. Because here's what's up. This, th- this episode is coming down to who can beat Spock. And... Data is just Spock of the next generation. And uh, I'm not saying that Spock is not the greatest character in Star Trek, but he needs to run from his money. Uh, the person that's going to go against him should not be Spock Light, which is Data. And I, Brent Spiner is a great actor and all that crap, but he is basically the next generation Spock. The person that has the best chance of defeating Spock is going to be Garrick. Because Garrick comes out of, out of nowhere. He comes from left field. He does weird things. He's unpredictable. Literally unpredictable. 
Um, the only person on this list that has a chance in hell of beating Spock is Garrick. And unless you guys just want to say you're the winner of next round in one word, uh, you guys got to switch. Somebody's got to switch their vote to Garrick. We need more than just one person to switch their vote to Garrick. Then we need two of you fucking spineless pussies yeah, to switch your vote. Well, that's the, the the absolute wrong way to get somebody to change their vote. Actually, I'll, I'll change my vote to Garrick. <laughs> that's right, because the real men, the real geek fight, the geek fighting motherfuckers in this in this round are voting for Garrick. But Data is still moving on because I'll vote for Data. And uh, oh. Chris, were you going to vote for Garrick? <laughs> I, I was all for Garrick, but then Alan started talking, and I'll vote for Data. <laughs> <Boo>! <laughs> Fuck you guys! Alan secretly wanted Data to go through. Yeah, he's I like know. he's like the anti shark. I was <laughs> using my Romulan mind control techniques to trick right. you guys and make they you don't. vote for Data. So you're actually obeying my every command. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, Chris, this next fight is yours. It's for a spot in the finals. We're almost there. All these Star Trek episodes. This is why we don't do Star Trek episodes. They take so long. You people enjoy listening to them, but they take forever. It is Quark versus Spock. I, I will try to keep it brief. I think that these are two of the most interesting characters that you'll find. But you've made a good point earlier, Damon, that Spock does jump around all over the place. You you can you can pick your Spock, basically. If you want the, the kind, cuddly, caring Spock, you can pick one from the later movies. If you want your, your uh, straight-down-the-line Spock, you can go for season one TOS. Quark does, does change and chop and change, but it's done in such a wonderful, gradual way throughout the series. And I don't think he changes at all. I think you just see more of him. Um, he he lets people peek behind the curtains. He's always had a heart from the start of the series to the end of the series. He just lets people see it by the end of the series. I th I think Quark's arc puts him above Spock in this fight for me. A vote for Quark. Huh. See, because uh, I kind of want the final to be the head versus the heart. Because uh, Spock is the head and McCoy is the heart. And that's kind of what I want the final fight to be. Um, but Chris made an excellent point about Quark. I think I'm going to go Quark because Michael Cranerach my vote. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to vote for Spock. Although, honestly, we could if it was like Quark versus Data, we'd almost have heart versus head. Um, I really do like that idea of, of heart versus head, Spock versus McCoy. Uh, at the end, because ultimately that's that is a very Star Trek uh, conundrum, and and it puts all of us in the place of Kirk trying to figure out who uh, who is is uh, who to side with. Um, but that's not the reason why I'm voting for Spock. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Spock kind of almost transcends Star Trek. He's not just an original series character anymore. Uh, you know, he made his way onto uh, Next Generation. Uh, he's made his way into the JJ universe, and along the way. Uh, you know, yeah, he's he's been inconsistent, but he, part of that is also because he's he's just been so broad apart. Um, he's been scientist, uh, he's been warrior, he's been teacher, he's been ambassador. Uh, he starts off as someone who who very much wants to uh, bury his emotions and, and get rid of them. 
um, in a way that, that I think a lot of people, especially when you're young, uh, kind of correspond to. And as he becomes older, he, he learns that those emotions are not a weakness, but a strength without ever giving up his dedication to logic. Uh, you know, it's a really, really fascinating and complex character arc, uh, that, that leads him to be the only character that really could, uh, emerge from the, really the, the Star Trek 1.0 into a 2.0 and now into kind of a 3.0. Um, Spock, uh, really encompasses all of Star Trek. Uh, you know, we, we've said a lot about him. He's, he's one in, in clean sweeps. I love Quark. He's, uh, he's a fantastic character, but he is not bigger than Deep Space Nine, whereas Spock is not only bigger than the original series, he's, he's maybe bigger than Star Trek. So, Spock. A vote for Spock. Paul. Oof. Again, but I was swaying towards Quark, but what Mike just said made me lean back towards Spock. But I can't even think of anything to defend what Mike or go against what Mike just said. So Spock. He's a son of a bitch, isn't he? I hate him. Uh Mr. Champion. Uh, I'll just go short and sweet and uh, say Spock. And Terrace. Yeah, you know, I I also think it's very interesting that we have uh, Quark and Data and Spock and McCoy. I think that either one of those fights would be interesting to have uh, Quark versus Data and Spock versus McCoy. I, I think the schizophrenic nature of Spock, however is actually part of his development. I think doesn't really know what he wants to be. Like, I, I think that that's how I took those uh, inconsistencies that he doesn't really know what, what he, how he, how to grow old and, and become, come uh, what he, what he ultimate will, will evolve into. And I think that that's uh, uh, what makes a great character. And I, I don't think he, he becomes the soft spoken uh, kind of heartfelt Spock in the end from JJ's, and I think that that's a perfect role for him, and and that's where his character le- leads, and and as I think it should lead there. So uh, Spock, I have to go with. And Alan, how can every single one of you guys be completely and totally wrong? Uh, between Spock and Quark, it is Quark all the way. Spock is the guy that everybody thinks is going to win. It's going to be, he's so Star Trek-ish, he's original series. The guy working hard behind the scenes is Quark. In the episode, that that Grand, Grand, <laughs> Grand Negus episode of D-Space Nine where the Grand Negus died and Quark was made the Grand Negus and it turns out that the Grand Negus was actually alive. Uh, the Grand Negus told his son, this is for you guys to know the episode, you should have been behind the scenes. Let someone else take the spotlight. Be behind the scenes, pulling the strings, making your moves unnoticed. That's Quark. While Spock is the ambassador doing crazy ass shit and going to Romulus, the one behind the scenes pulling the strings is Quark. It's Quark, you guys. Come on, Geek Fighters. Wake up. And it's Spock. 
Uh, Spock is the one that's going into the final. I tried. I tried. You know, hey. And uh, let's see who he goes up against. Uh, Terrace, this one is yours. It's Dr. McCoy versus Data. I have, I have to go with Alan's argument that Data is Spock, so McCoy. I'll vote for McCoy. Alan. Uh, you know, hey, it's like it's like voting for it's like Mitt Romney. Hey, I, I, you know, I did my own version of Obamacare in, you know, Massachusetts. It's like, why would I go Democrat light when I can go Obama? Uh, data is, is Spock light. Go with the real thing. And in this case, go McCoy. Uh, vote against data. Chris. I, I, the only reason I could think to vote for Data is to make it TOS versus TNG in the final, and I don't think that's a good enough reason to vote for him, so I will go with Bones. See, I, I kind of want to vote for Data now because nobody's actually voting for Dr. McCoy. It's all votes against Data. But Dr. McCoy is a valid, strong character that, 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 that with, uh, it's the, the holy trinity of Trek. Uh, you know, McCoy is all heart. Uh, that's what he's there to be. He's he's the guy that says you're doing this wrong. He he's there to say what are you thinking? Like he's there to analyze and help Captain Kirk figure out what the fuck is going on and what to do. Um, Data is a fabulous character. Uh, Data Data has a, a a long lineage of being great, with the uh, one exception, and uh, the only exception for me, at least for Data, is is generations i really just don't like emotion chip data I, I like how they actually handle emotion chip data better in uh first contact where he just turns it off i envy you mr data uh but his, his whole not only wanting to become human but wanting to find other things that are similar to him wanting to find somebody uh, find his his own place in the universe that was his his struggle it wasn't just finding humanity it was finding his place and anytime like lore would pop up or b4 love him or hate him b4 is an important part of data it's it's finding somebody else that's similar to him it's finding somebody who's his people because he's got nobody he's he's a species unto himself he's all alone and and i love data for that i i you know what fuck you dr mccoy i'm voting for data mike um I think everybody's kind of getting it wrong and, and missing the point when they're calling Data Spock Light. Um, he was not. Ju- I mean, it, it's not the same thing. It's, it's actually the opposite. Spock was human, was part human that was trying not to be. Data was not human at all, but was trying to be. I mean, this is summed up literally in unification when Spock says to to Data, "You have what all Vulcans strive for." Uh, yet you're you're trying to to become something else, and Data responds that Spock has by design what he's been searching for his entire life. Uh, they appear similar because they both are logical; they're science officers, they're the go-to guy for the space gobbledygook. But their messages, at least in the initial series, are are quite different. Data is a celebration of humanity, whereas Spock is is a critique of it, but it's a critique that always kind of gets undercut, at least originally. So I think calling him Spock Light is uh, is really doing a disservice, and I think you should go back and and really look at 
at what they did with Data's character across all of Star Trek, and you'll see that it's not the same thing as Spock. It's a it's a completely different path that looks the same uh, from the outside because they talk similar and they have similar roles on the ship. Um, but I'm going to vote for McCoy because when he rocked the beard, it looked awesome, and when Data tried it, it looked stupid. <laughs> you suck, Mike. Uh, Paul, Data's beard kicked ass. Uh, about another. Oh, go just, ahead. Just McCoy. Oh, just McCoy, Mr. Champion. I think uh, I think most people made a a pretty good argument of why McCoy should be in the final round, um, but I think we're we're missing something out of this. You know, we're we're going back to this idea of the best character. You know, overall the best character, and Spock rightfully made it into the final round because that is a well-designed, well-written, well-acted character, um, and we get the payoff of seeing him for 30 years. And then we have to come compare Data and McCoy, and Data is another character that had the benefit of a great actor, some great writing, and writing that put Data front and center to allow us to not only challenge ourselves about notions of humanity and rights and uh, how we treat, how we even conceive of artificial intelligence, um, all, all these great things that centered around that character to allow us to think. Now, McCoy is an awesome character as well. No question about it. And, and I like what Alan pointed out that, um, I think it was Alan who pointed it out, that by putting McCoy in the final round, we kind of get to be Kirk and we decide which way do we go. You know, how do we answer the question with logic or with heart? And that is the beauty of the original series. Um, but, but I think as a character, um, when we look at everything that makes up that character, I think data's got more there. There's more experience. There's more, uh, there's more action. There's, there's more of everything there to build it up. I love what McCoy does. I love what the actor D. Kelly does. I love what Carl Urban does. Um, and maybe it is the obvious choice, but uh, I'll stick with it. And uh, I will put my vote for Data. Uh, for Data. But it doesn't sound like anybody yeah. else. Yeah, Data. Oh, I've changed. We get one more to change. Data moves into the finals. Oh, no. Really? No one's going to change. But no one's going to change. He, sounds like everybody's a, a stay, is taken to their guns. Dr. McCoy is into the final. It is Spock versus Dr. McCoy. Alan, you like you know, talking. I, w- I would just like to make one one quick comment before we move on. What's that? And that is, uh, and this is, is to, to John specifically, is uh, part of this is your fault because I've been watching uh, a lot of original series lately, so it's much more on my mind. Uh, right. So, uh, so yeah, th- this may have gone otherwise uh, if if it were not for for mission log. So you have only yourself to blame, sir. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Thank you. But Alan, you like talking? Talk about this one. It is Spock versus Doctor McCoy, head versus heart. This is incredibly and incredibly easy. Easy, easy decision here. Basically, if you look at Star Trek, the original series, which is what this breaks down to, you have two people 
that are complete retards doing ridiculous things at at every decision point. And you have one person kind of in the in the background keeping you all together. You've got Kirk on one hand. Hey, let's go to the plant. Ah, Blow this. And then you've got Spock, the other person doing completely stupid stuff. Hey, I'm going to go negotiate with the fucking Romulans. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go down to this planet and he gets his fucking brain removed. Who is the person that saves the day time and time again and also parties like a motherfucker? Ladies and gentlemen, it is Dr. McCoy. A uh, vote for Disco Doc McCoy, Chris. I think this this is a, an apt final, really, because it is it's two standout characters from from Star Trek, and it's it's a hard it's a harder decision than than I thought it would be. Even as even as I knew what was going to go into the final, you know, not five minutes ago, I knew what my choice was going to be. But I I, I think I I have to sway towards. McCoy, because of the way that, as a character, he challenges both Spock and Kirk whenever anything's going on. He's always the first one to say, uh, you know, he's 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 in there asking why, who, what, why, is there any other way that we can do this to to both the captain and to Spock? And he does. You know, Alan was right. He does keep everything in line. He, he is he is the heart of the show. And I think that just gives him the edge. I mean, just by a slither gives him the edge over Spock. Uh, Another vote for McCoy. You know what's funny about this? Five years ago, five years ago in 2008, we do this episode. We didn't exist. But if we do this episode, uh, the original series characters, Scotty isn't on this list. Uhura isn't on this list. Sulu isn't on this list. McCoy maybe makes the list uh spock spock is spock like mike has said before he does kind of transcend star trek um but without these new movies and these this new lifeblood into star trek and the the new interpretations of these characters and mission log i was gonna give some credit to mission log too you dick face (laughs) thank you (laughs) <laughs> but w- without going back and looking at the original series and, and and looking at what these characters were, I don't think we would have two original series characters in the final. I, and I think McCoy has benefited greatly from going back and looking at him again and going, oh, wait, McCoy is a much deeper character than than I realized when I was a kid when I watched the show. Uh, you know, Carl Urban is great as McCoy. and. And he's like, oh, he's channeling DeForest Kelly. No, no, he's channeling Dr. McCoy. The, 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 the phrase, he's channeling DeForest Kelly. Yes, DeForest Kelly was the first person to play him. But Dr. McCoy is now one of the iconic characters. And I love the shit out of Dr. McCoy. I love the shit that he, uh, that he won't take shit from anybody. He will ask the tough question. Like, my, my favorite all-time McCoy moment is from the movie I Can't Stand, which is Star Trek IV. But he's walking through the hospital and he sees that woman and she's like, I'm waiting for dialysis. And he's like, here, have this. Why? That's barbaric. Like he can't he can't he can't stand there, stand by and watch the suffering of other people and do nothing. He, he can't. That is something that he cannot do. Uh, it doesn't matter. Needs of the many, needs of the few. That does not make a difference to Dr. McCoy. Dr. McCoy is all about the needs of the one. The one that's in front of him. And Dr. McCoy would save my life. So I'm going to vote for Dr. McCoy. Mike? 
Uh, I, I have made my, my love for Spock known, uh, repeatedly here. Um, but like I said, in many ways, this is the, the fight between heart and head. Uh, this is really the, the essential, uh, fight or not fight, but conflict, uh, of Star Trek. Um, and I'm going to invoke, uh, geek precedence here and say that McCoy has already won this fight. Um, ultimately, by the end of classic Trek, uh, Spock is more emotional. He's more in touch with that. He has become more like McCoy, but McCoy is no more logical. McCoy does not have that change. McCoy always presents the, the kind of viewer side of things. He, he, he's, he's a little bit more like us. Uh, he, he fears transporters and he's, he's not necessarily uh, all kind of into the technology and he, he's the, the heart and the humanity. And I think even when you look at that new Star Trek, there's, there's quite a bit of difference between Quinto's Spock and, and Nimoy Spock, just in terms of their characterizations. I mean, that Spock is a much more emotional Spock, whereas McCoy pretty much the same McCoy. Uh, and Urban also gets to deliver, I think, one of the best lines in all of Star Trek when he says space is disease and death wrapped in darkness and silence. And it's true. That is what space is. Uh, but despite that, uh, we venture forth into it. Um, so McCoy really is, uh, is the human side of Star Trek. And if Star Trek is the human adventure, then, uh, then it's got to be McCoy. I was fake crying, by the way, but now, Mike, you almost made me cry. Uh, Paul? I think uh, Gene Roddenberry must have, have really, really liked Scotland for for three reasons. One, he, he cast Scotty as an engineer, the Scottish character. Kirk is a Scottish word for small church. And McCoy is a Scottish name that originally means fire. And I think the word fire really helps sum up McCoy's personality. He is fiery, he's brash, and as Mike just said, part, the parts of his personality we like are the parts that are most similar to us. I would no way go through a transporter. And that's one of the things I've always loved about McCoy is his fear of, of transporters. He is the most, let's say, he's, he's closest to us. He's the one character in a Star Trek where you think, God, he's just like, He's like somebody I know. I don't know anyone that's like Kirk. I don't know anyone that's like Cisco. I don't know anyone that's like Janeway. I know a few people that are exactly like McCoy. And for that reason, McCoy. Mr. John Champion. Man. All right. So I think everybody has made a really, really good argument. And it is interesting that this battle has come down to head versus heart. Um, which I still think, in a way, gets away from the premise of this show, Best Star Trek Character. And I'm trying to think about the character in terms of growth and, and scope um, and what we learn about the character. Um, I love McCoy. You know, I, I championed him early on saying that McCoy is... Um, <sighs> McCoy is the the watchable one. He's the one that I want to know more about. And uh, and when I watch the show now, um, I, I find my eyes drawn to him. Uh, and part of that is just because of D. Kelly's expressive face. When something is going on, 
when when there's an argument or whatever, you can watch him and and you see the gears turning in his head. And, and I think that's pretty great. I also feel like McCoy doesn't really go that far. We know who he is. He's extremely well-defined. He's the guy that we want to know in real life. Um, but like I said earlier, we don't really get to know that much more about him until later. You know, Star Trek V gives a little edge to McCoy that he lacked before. There are little hints of things along the way, uh, but, but not a whole lot. Okay, compare that to Spock. Um, Spock serves a literary purpose, which is for us to be able to compare ourselves to, to something alien, to explore our own humanity, and in Roddenberry's way to say, look, here's, here's this other way of approaching our problems. So when we as humans do something that is stupid and reactionary, here's another way that we could be. We could try to be rational, we could try to be logical, and we could try to work through our problems that way. It may not always be the best way, but we have to consider that as well. And the thing that's interesting that is singular to Spock is there is a huge, huge payoff to his character. We get to know him, we get to love him through three seasons of the original series. And then we wait nearly 20 years and... Uh, I'm sorry, we, we wait over 10 years, and then there's the the first movie. Um, there's the motion picture. And say what you will about the motion picture, but to me, that is a critical moment for the Spock character. Because the Spock after V'ger is different from the Spock before V'ger. And all of that leads up to what Spock is able to do in The Wrath of Khan. And you know that that's kind of what all of star trek leads up to is, is sort of that moment and, and that's why you know it plays so false when they try to do the same thing but look how clever we are by switching it up in into darkness um so from the the big picture the big scope of things what does a character do emotionally what does a character do in the literary sense where's the arc Man, Spock is just such a well-realized, well-developed, and incredibly well-acted character uh, that, to me, as much as it may pain me to see McCoy uh, not get my vote, I have to give my vote to Spock. A vote for Spock and Terrace. Wow, that's unbelievable. I'm, I'm... I'm shocked at, uh, I'm one of the last ones to talk about this because it's really, really quite an, I think, an important argument. I'm, uh, first of all, this is great the way it ended uh, between Spock and McCoy. This is the fight that should have taken place, I think. And uh, I think that uh, this is why uh, Kirk, I, I don't think, would have made it to the, to the final cut, if, even if he would have been... Uh, uh, not knocked off right at, at the beginning. I think that these are the two important things to, to uh, Star Trek. Um, I'm going to do a couple things. I'm going to first of all, it, we did best alien and Spock won that, so I kind of was adverse of having Spock win this one. And I thought, but when it comes down to it, um, first thing I'm going to talk about was when DeForest Kelly died. It, there was this void because he was the first of the Star Trek guys to go, and everybody loved Doctor McCoy. 
and DeForest Kelly for that matter. There was a void for sure, but there was an emotion. And I was in Vegas when Leonard Nimoy uh, did his retirement speech, and it was super powerful. And I, if I if I could have saw one dry eye in that audience, I would have been shocked. Everyone was crying. So it was. It, I think that that goes to say how important Spock is. Um, now. But my final argument is is just this. This is the argument between heart and mind, uh, McCoy and Spock. But really, Spock is the the battle between heart and mind. He is exactly that. His character is constantly going, should I be emotional? Should I be not? Should I be logical? Should I not be not? And therefore, in my opinion, the best Star Trek character is Spock because he is exactly what Star Trek is, the discussion between heart and mind. And he's the one that should win this uh, because of that. He, he, he becomes uh, – heart eventually wins out on him. Uh, he becomes this more soft, uh, beautiful character that we just love to have back. And heart – uh, he, he's, the, he's the reason why we have the struggle in the first place. So I, I, I have to vote for Spock. I'm changing my vote. Oh, John and Terrace both make uh, incredible points, uh, especially that Spock's being hard in mind and Wrath of Khan. And I realized Spock's beard is even better than McCoy's beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking bullshit it is. Whoa, Where's, Sp- whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's Spock's medallion? We're talking. We're talking. He's We're got talking, those Vulcan Alan. medallions, man. You you could talk us into a loss, Alan. Because right now, Dr. McCoy is the best Star Trek character. But of course, as always, we are wrong. Jar Jar Binks is the best Star Trek character. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It's Vedic Burial. Vedic Burial. No. Burial. I prefer going all the way to Star Wars. It's Midichlorians. Midichlorians are the. I changed my vote to Midichlorians. Shout out to Didi from Kittenhead. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, well, yes, you do. Let's start with uh, you, Alan, because I think you have the least amount to plug. <laughs> uh, well,. You know, you guys know me, you love me, I'm always down here. Well, not for very much longer in the Geek Fights mailroom, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, keep an ear out for uh, Starfleet Judo uh, and more to come in the future. And I think you guys will be digging it and all that stuff. And uh, very, oh, like I was going to say, very special shout out to my good friend, the incredibly beautiful Miss Dee from uh, the band Kittenhead. And uh, other than that, fuck you guys. Uh, Chris Mitchell? I'd like to plug uh, podcasting while sober. It may be less fun, but at least you're guaranteed to still be standing at the end. That, that, that would uh, probably be Yeah, we lost two. Lost two to drinking. I, I hope they're both okay. Pussies. I, I really do. Uh, Paul? Uh, like I said before, if you like Enterprise, then check out our Enterprise-dedicated podcast called Previously in the Alpha Quadrant. Also, if you don't like Enterprise, because we're not afraid to point out when it's shite. Um, and got a new podcast starting in the next couple of weeks called 79 to Infinity. If you Google it, it will come up. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to you again, John. Hey, uh, DVDgeeks.tv. 
and uh, missionlogpodcast.com. And uh, be sure to follow on Twitter, uh, Televixen, because she may very well tell you to shut up as well. Uh, Yay! Uh, what, what, what is it that Ken always says? If if it if it oh if, it, it, if it's alive, then we, we can, can kill, kill it. it. Yeah, there we go. It's a very important <laughs> lesson from Star Trek. Yeah, if it's alive, we can kill it. I change my vote to the Horda. <laughs> uh, Terrace. Yeah, you know, I've I've got a few tours that I'd like to just briefly mention. Uh, we're going to New York Comic Con this year, and uh, we're going to go see Star. Tra- I mean, sorry, we're going to go see comic book stuff all the way through. Uh, so we're going to go to like where Uncle Ben was shot. We're going to go to the fictional address of the Fantastic Four. We're going to do uh, uh, New York uh, tourism, tur- uh, touristy stuff with a kind of a. Car, uh, comic book outlet so we're really really looking forward to that and we do the uh, new york comic-con which is supposed to have exactly the same attendance as uh, san diego this year so really excited about that and i've got four-day passes uh, uh, that are now sold out so if you want to go to new york and want to go to comic-con uh, we'd be lo- love to have you um, i just put out my 2014 uh, miniatures in the uk tour and uh, this time we're doing Scotland. So we were talking about booze earlier. We're doing uh, uh, Scotland. We're going to go to castles and and uh, and battlefields. But we're also going to go to uh, uh, distilleries. So we're going to have scotch all the way through the the tour. So we're happy about that one. That one's uh, more than half sold out. Uh, we're also going to the uh, feudal Japan in 2014. We do uh, a historical tour every year, one a year, and 2014 is uh, feudal Japan. And the whole theme about it is to go back in time and try to kind of have a have a feel of what it was like in the old days. Uh, some towns in in Japan have laws that there's no. Uh, power lines or phone lines and you can't drive cars on on the street at certain times of day and those are the type of tour uh, towns we're going to go to plus we're going to go to a sword making uh, festival where they'll be having demonstrations of people making swords and and that kind of thing so that's going to be a cool one and i'd be uh i'd be folly if i did not mention of course our star trek uh uh tour with uh, larry nemichik who we go to star trek filming sites uh please check that one out uh, uh take a look at it for 2014 and uh, it's 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 a hell of a tour and a thing of beauty if you're at all into star trek toot, toot, toot. uh check out yossi block on uh times of israel he's got a block there and christy woke who was going to do 20 more entries on the Geek Fights Wikia, but of course, uh, I think she's just sick. Uh, but yeah, the uh, don't forget to do stuff, and special thanks goes to, ha, there we go, thinking is not my forte, uh, Mr. Chris Mitchell, Christy Woke, Karen, mm, almost said her last name, eventually, your names are going to come out there, Alan, Karen, you're going you're gonna to get outed, uh, and uh, Mr. Jared Formby, oh. For the amazing intros he creates, you can read his blog at uh, HeyStarTrek.net. And uh, he's super underscore Spock on the Twitters. Mike? You can find me on the Week in Geek video show every week where we uh, talk about comic books. You can find us at uh, GeekFights.net where we have lists of show ideas. Uh, the brackets that we, uh, we use every week. Uh, links to stuff. I don't remember what's on there right now. I know we used to have our Facebook 
and our Twitter, but I think those aren't working. Uh, we've got some slash fic with Damon. Uh, fun stuff like that. Uh, Rate and review us. Yeah, there we go. Rate and review us on iTunes, the Zoom Network, uh, GeoCities, all that crap. Uh, if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights@gmail.com or uh, on Facebook or Twitter. Just look for Geek Fights. Uh, you better hurry up. We this is what at one sixty. There's fifteen left. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. You know, at this point, if you haven't been on, you probably aren't going to be on. So I don't know why we keep saying this. But we yeah. Do. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't been on, stop listening, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next week's episode is the episode that Michael picked and wanted to do. It is best of friends. <laughs> yeah. Not, what the not, hell? Not best friends, best of friends. Yeah. Uh, that, that, then, that's Michael's pick. That's Michael. What Michael wants Evil to do. Michael Felsher. Yeah. Wants to do best of friends. He's a gigantic friend. Goddamn yeah. fucking mind. But it's going to be Ross idea. and Rachel, you know. Oh, of course. Any and all ideas are welcome. Uh,. Until next time. Yeah, there know. we go. It was it was you. It was you. No, yeah. you uh you do say something else then. But. What do I say there? I don't know. My script says then something else, remember? God damn it, Mike. I I hate that you don't have a real script. You just have I just have my else. parts. That's all I care about. <laughs> then something else. Uh all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Yeah. I said all that. Thanks stuff. again for listening. That's what you say. Thanks again. And I did say that. Yes. So until next time. You fucking dick face. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Very dead, Mr. Spock. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Captain. He's dead, Jim. He's dead. Dead, Jim. He's dead. He's dead, Captain. She's dead, Jim. She's dead. He's dead. He's dead, Jim. She's dead, Jim. He's dead. She's dead. It's dead. She's dead. He's dead. He's dead, Chuck. Let us hear it for our poor dead friend. <laughs> but it's break time. Everybody, everybody shout. It's a fair. You guys two, are fucking three. dicks. <laughs> You're fucking dicks. No, that was really good, though. From pissing but on the grave of Tasha the problem, Yar. You guys are such a... The problem is, it was in the wrong episode. It should have been in the minor episode, the minor character episode. Then why does everybody know that what it's a fake? Okay, name me a meme with Kai Wen. That's right. A, a meme does not make a character. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just it's just in the wrong format. Damon, 
Senator Vreenak is such a badass that he only needs five minutes and six lines. Uh, we got well, enough of him. What, him. One episode of him is good. remember what he said. It's a fake. And it's the way he said it. It's wait, wait, wait. not the character. It's the actor. <laughs> I, I, I've, got, I've, I've got you even better on this one. Uh, Alan? <laughs> yes. Who <laughs> plays Senator Vreenak? <laughs> he doesn't know. No, uh, yep, yep. Harrison, Harrison Ford? Yeah, see. <laughs> that's you why I, you thought I didn't know. That's why Senator Vreenak does not deserve to move on. If you don't know who played him, if you didn't invest enough time to figure out who the man behind the makeup was, he's not a great character. He's Sorry. so great, you can't even distinguish the actor from the character. Right, because you know who the fucking actor is. It's Harrison Ford. After that, he after these pale moonlight, he went on to make um, you know, the uh that Harrison Ford movie. They're you know, where they're chasing the gold thing. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dick face. <laughs>